1: Well, good
3: morning and happy Thursday to you. We are here at the Jesus and Paula Show. Live in living color, Dr. Price, I don't know what she's going to say today. I really never do. And so I don't know why I announce it like it's something new. But I don't know what she is going to say. But it's for sure, it's going to be powerful and life-changing. So share this broadcast. I know you're getting the notifications that we're going live. Share, share, share. And did we say share? Share that we are going live here in the Jesus and Paula show. One of the things that is so exciting when you are with a uh, an officer, somebody in the office, particularly of the apostle, prophet, and really anyone who is plugged in to the real time um, dispensation of God. Your that means your word is always fresh. It's always relevant to what God is doing, which may or may not always seem to connect with what you're living. I think a lot of times we measure if somebody is good or if they're accurate or if they're on point, if, if something directly connects to us in that moment. Um, but that may or may not necessarily be true because God's world is bigger than us. Now we're in a part of his world, but his world is bigger than us. And as a result, we may not always see the direct connection with what he is saying. So. And so as a result, sometimes we can misapply, misinterpret, misread what the Lord is saying. But right now in this season, Dr. Price is teaching on the Dunamite, the miracle worker. And, uh, you know, you can wave your hands wherever you are if you're following in this series. But if you're being transformed and I dare say challenged by this series, it's like there's historically a lot of hype around miracles, isn't it? Yes, the signs, the wonders, the miracles. You can use me, Lord. You can use me and just take me to a higher place and take me to a deeper place. And we want him to do all of these things. And then people start dropping the M word, miracles. The kingdom has had one miracle worker in recent years. Benny Hinn is the one guy who has been dubbed, labeled, walked in the office of the miracle worker. Uh, guys that that should be more than one person and so when we are studying and learning what it means to be a miracle worker we can see why good morning good morning those of you tuning in we can see why there are so few and far between as far as miracle workers because what has to happen to you in order to step into the miracle realm is a a price that most people don't want to pay It's like saying um, a lot of people want to be wealthy. There are plenty of people who don't. They hate the idea of being rich. They hate the idea of money and wealth, but there are those of us who just love it. (laughs) And whenever you look at the end result of what somebody is doing, you miss on all of the steps and processes and the price that they had to pay to get there. I, I just think it is so ironic that Dr. Price's last name is, well, Price because there was a price to pay for becoming Dr. Paul Price, which is why we charge you a price uh, for what you receive, because it was not that, that was not freely given. There are things that we receive from the Lord that are freely given, and then there's the process that you have to take to refine it, to reproduce it, to get it to market. That piece is not free. That is not free. And we kind of just misinterpret it and take what we want off of something and not accurately or rightly divide God's word of truth. And uh, let's see, hello, hello, hello from London. All right, UK on, on the broadcast. Welcome aboard. Everybody else, West Coast, East Coast, across the pond as well there was a soul sunday teaching one of the first statements dr price said this was a the secret basics of dunamites as god's miracle worker my god today and she said what does your soul do to deter you from the impossible what does your soul do, do to deter to deter you From the impossible there are switches and things that go off on the inside of us when we see that something might be too hard might be impossible might be ridiculous and so uh, you begin to maneuver around and away from or dodge or evade or create a case for not doing something that God has set in front of you because it seems impossible or maybe because in the moment it is I mean I'm looking at where we are right now in this facility Hallelujah. When we first looked at it several years ago, it actually was not possible for us to get here. But, and we walked away and said, we know this is the place for us, but obviously we can't do it now. And Dr. Price said, if this building is for me, when I'm ready for it, it will be ready for me. Somebody else moved in and occupied and quickly needed to unoccupy. And so 2020 happened and we were able to make a deal happen to move in now all of that was said in like three or four sentences isn't that great the process was a lot more than three or four sentences to make it happen and to keep it going the amount of phone calls the amount of meetings the amount of text messages paperwork reports Negotiation, renegotiation, re Re-re-re-negotiation Switch negotiation Let's come back to the drawing table Let's see how we can make this happen This thing was so creatively done The bank, the lenders said we have never seen What the woman said, she's been doing this for 50 years I have never seen in my life Anything like this And you know what they all know? They'll never see it again <laughs> We will never see this again Because even they don't know how it happens But what did happen was a whole lot of work, a lot of expertise, a lot of insight, input, along with a lot of prayer. Uh, There's no discounting the power in the spirit, but your power in the spirit does not necessarily remove all of the obstacles in the natural. What it does is it gives you the muscle to break beyond them, to go around them, to squash them, to jump over them, maybe to go through them if they won't get out of your way, uh, but so, it was a combination of both. She said, "Your spiritual debt is in your soul. It's your soul that holds your past. Sometimes we wonder, why can't we move forward? It's because of what's in your soul. Her eyebrows are like, mm, mm. God is telling you he's doing a new thing. He wants to do a new thing with you, put you in a new place. Just about everybody it tells the right here in this ministry is new meaning less than five years just about everybody here is less than five years whether they're even in this land less than five years or in our church less than five years and um, the hardest part of people actually assimilating and moving forward is not the present it's the past it's not and so sometimes what they see right now is throwing them back to something that happened before Because we think because we just move to a different place, move forward because time moves forward. Time moves forward. But in your soul, you still might be stuck. Your last disappointment, your greatest disappointment sometimes, how about this, your greatest success can be a huge hang-up because you're stuck in your last victory. Oh, no, but what if I never do this again? What if I never achieve again? What if I... I mean, okay, I'm going to say something, Dr. Price, kind of at your expense a little bit, but we all expect Dr. Price to be able to write amazing books. And so she'll say sometimes, why is it that people always want me to write a book? Anytime she says something deep, we're like, that should be a book. That should be a book. I mean, how do people understand how challenging this is and what it takes? No, they don't. Uh, they don't. And even when you say it, they can't hear you. Because you're like, yeah, but you're, you're a doctor. So, you know, you didn't do anything. I said, but you keep writing books though no. <laughs> I said, but the thing is, but you keep producing books. And so you're going to, like, go clean off about having to write a book about the soul and then write a 12-part series in the hallway, man, I, just, I know, what's that next chapter about, <laughs> all right, some people like the prophet's dictionary, that's like a one in a lifetime feat, some of us are still trying to get through the terms, reading them, and so you have one major book under your belt, not a library of dense, thick books, when we look at what, prophecy, God's divine communications media, we're like, oh, this is thin. This is thin We're like, yeah, but it's so dense You still feel like you hit your head up against a brick wall of revelation (laughs) You're like, oh I thought money is a spirit Yeah Oh, I can read this on the plane home Mm, Okay, so I had to read that paragraph Three times Why? Because we're so full of error That when we read the truth It doesn't make sense to us When you've heard You know the saying, when you hear something false For so long, it becomes true. Because it's just said over and over and over. You say something long enough and people believe that it's true. And so in the body of Christ, there is so much error that when we read these books, particularly ones that Dr. Price has written, and they are concentrated in truth. Mm -hmm. Your head is like, ooh. It's like when you buy something and it's a concentrated um, consistency. What does concentrated mean? it's potent it's ideally pure but it's in a potent format where you might need to dilute it wash it down water it down add something to it okay don't drink this by itself Oh, something in my eye Uh, don't drink this by itself you need to put water put milk add broth because if you try to do this then you will have um, a, a face made like oh what 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 oh no Why didn't I read the label? And so we're so used to the diluted word of God, diluted, watered down. Old Testament talks about whitewash, the whitewash word, and and that when we get the pure, concentrated word of God, that steak, that meat, we're like, oh, I'm just, where's, where's the, anybody have the watered down version? And we don't realize that's what we're asking for. Where's the cliff notes? What is the Christianity for
0: dummies?
3: (laughs) And in so many ways, we have been groomed and schooled to only be able to tolerate the simplified, downgraded version of God. Period. His life, his world. Uh, You know, for, for, for those of you, if you're a person who is deep, if you're serious, if you're passionate about your life, You have to have passionate friends, even if they're not passionate about the same things, who understand what it means to be driven. Because if not, you'll get around people who will say what? Why are you always so serious? How come you're always so whatever? And you're like, am I? I I didn't know. Am I always serious? I just was talking. I was just processing. I was just thinking. Because you're not like-minded. And so we've been looking for the, why is this so serious? Why does God be so serious? But going back to the issue of the soul. So many things in our past are what keep us from even embracing or much less pursuing our future. And the past can be overtly brought up to you or sometimes, and most often the case, it's subconscious. You actually don't realize that's what's happening. So somebody comes in and says something, a situation kicks in, and a whole other reel begins to play. Now, that there's opportunity there for healing, for deliverance. Some things take time. Sometimes you have to take a step back. Other times you realize, uh, I'm not ready for this at all. Other times it's motivation. Oh, no, this isn't going to happen to me again. I'm going to double down. I'm going to knuckle down. I'm going to take every advice that I can. I'm going to read every book that I can. I'm going to get, to get in the prayer line every Sunday and sometimes twice. I'm just going to run through it at any time. There's prayer advisements as well because I must get there. But even you have to be ready to be in that place. And so I think that's a powerful statement. She said, success can erode your soul. It's very easy to get in over your soul's head. That's right up there with the phrase, your talent can take you where your soul can't keep you. You're in over your soul's head. My God, there are some statements around these here parts. (laughs) The soul does have a head because the soul is a whole being, if we can recall a biblical psychology, lecture one, part two, (laughs) okay? The three parts of you, body, soul, and spirit. And so, again, that success, if you are not ready for your own success, this is why God will have us and make us wait for years and years and years to get to specific victories. Man, if we had half of the success here that we have now 10, 15 years ago, we'd be flattened like a pancake. Boom. By what, it, by what it, it does to you. Because what it takes in your soul, not to get to the finish line, but to maintain the win. See, we have a finish line mentality, not a hold the line mentality. Okay. We want to cross over to the finish. Uh, with the pinky. I made it. No, you didn't. Your pinky made it. Your whole body is still on the other half of the finish line. But your pinky made it. I did it, God. He's like, well and so we just want to finish we don't want to hold the line like in military formation you need to hold the line and push back the enemy and see to it or or your past and see to it that it doesn't roll back in or creep back in so we have a finish line not a hold the line mentality two different preparation it's kind of like cramming to just get it in your short-term memory versus studying the whole semester To put it in your long-term memory and we have that cramming mentality in God I just want to cram so I can pass this trial and move on to a victory he's like actually I need this to take a long time to get in so we can be in your long suffering long-term memory That long-suffering memory bless God hallelujah there are things that we endure in this journey that has put us in a, a, a position though of sensitivity There are things that we won't say to people, things that we won't do to people because we've been on the receiving end multiple times. And so there are times you're going to take blow after blow after blow after blow so that later on when God has you in a position of rulership, leadership, influence, or or what what have you, you are sensitive to the people that you are over. I have a friend in the military we do, and uh, he said that there's a certain type of commissioning uh, officership that in order to make it in that they put you back through training as a regular soldier type thing so that you're sensitive to the people that you're about to lead he said because you'll be brazen you'll be hard it's just about the job it's just about the job it's just about the job and you're crushing the people <laughs> under you. and I thought that's the military Many, many things you learn about being an officer, which is why your world needs to be bigger than your four friends and your backyard and maybe your own church if you're going to lead a lot of people. So I think that your success can erode your soul. It's very easy to get in over your soul's head. Do you have the head for what you even want or what God has told you? Is it the season? Is it the time? There have been people who have approached me to do things, and I'm like, that is something I'm supposed to do, not right now. Some, some of those opportunities have not come back around again. Some of them have. And others, it's like, now is the time. Uh, we see this with placing people in office and placing them versus placing them in office too soon. Yes, you are absolutely called to be a prophet, without a doubt, not right now. Not right now, because, and and Dr. Price has said this when she received a tremendous amount of pressure to put us out there, put us out there, put us out there, and she said, listen, I know what's waiting for them out there. It's not about giving them a microphone to sound deep or spiritual. It's the the devils, the pushback, the obstacles, uh, the seductions, the temptations, the predators. Okay, can we talk about the predators in the kingdom of God? We have just as many people in a mess, it seems like, in the body of Christ as we do in the world. And, and it's covered and veiled with spirituality. You have boards uh, covering mess and, and protecting, protecting the predator and leaving the victim to continually be victimized in the body of Christ. And so she said, oh, no, no, they're not ready. I'm telling you, they are not ready for the world. That I would send them into, not just the expression, because we think expression, don't we? Talking, just prophesying in public, getting up. I can teach Sunday school. You know, Brompton Angela teaches. I can teach this. I'm like, I bet you can't teach like that. i bet you can't teach like that. But what does somebody have to go through to be able to not just deliver in a moment, but withstand, to be long standing, and all those things that we read about in Scripture? And so, uh, let me see. Yeah, I think I'll stop on that point right there. Mm, she said, "How strong and resilient is your soul? <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> can your soul take a gut punch and recover?" She said, mm,
0: mm,
3: mm. <laughs> "Can can is it is it going to be one blow and you're out? One disappointment? The assessments measure that. Your emotional maturity, your emotional intelligence." How you handle and deliver under pressure, uh, extend, and when you're under duress, when you're feeling overwhelmed, what happens? Those are the things that let you know how long your success will be or the quality of your success or, or lack of uh, success in whatever you are endeavoring to do. Maybe it's ministry, maybe it's not. Maybe it's school, launching a business. I mean, launching a business takes a lot. Hmm. Writing an idea down is easy. Oh Yes. Talking with your friends on the phone about it? Easy. We had a brainstorming session. That is not launching a business. And it's not until you have to launch an idea. Let's just talk about an idea. Before we get to a business, you want to start a t-shirt line. One t-shirt, one statement. What does it take? You have to find the right t-shirt. You have to find the right printer. Uh, something that's going to survive the laundry after being washed 75 times, still looking like new. You need a distribution place who's going to deliver what you have and will you have the money, the upfront cost to launch it, the overhead to maintain it. What, what, what is it going to take? So the, it takes a second to announce the idea and then it can take a lifetime to actually produce it or it can take a season or to get to the fullness. When we look at certain things. There's uh, down in Tulsa near ORU a casino. 20 years ago, this casino was one little building. This thing now is half of a mile, three quarters of a mile long in a stretch. Now, people who just move here have no idea how small that casino used to be. Remember that? It was just the one, I think it was one, red, one little red type building looking like it was minding its business, not being a threat to anybody. And now it is the largest one in the region. They, they have expanded, 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 built a hotel, and, and done all of these other things over a span of years, and ve- almost very subtly, very systematically done it. And sometimes that's how the enemy is in our life. Mm-hmm. Starts out very small, looking very innocuous, just this little thing right here. And you don't pay it attention. You dismiss it. Somebody's trying to let you know that's going to be a problem. You don't believe them. No, it's just this little red thing or this little red building. It's just this little reflex. It's this little response. And the next thing you know, as Dr. Price says, that thing has gone from an imp to a principality. And then you have a decision to make. But sometimes decisions are made for us. And so she said that you're uh, putting miracle demands on your soul that you can't sustain. Are you putting demands on your soul that you can't sustain? There are reasons. We, we want to teach and preach that God is, he plays favorites, and oh, it's just that devil who isn't getting me what I want. It's that, isn't it? It's that devil. He just up jumps the devil. Every time I go to do this, and sometimes that's actually true. But then there are those times when God always stops it because he knows you're not ready to sustain it. But when you are, the breakthrough will come years and years and years ago i wanted to get this car man because i needed a car okay let me talk about need not just want needed a car got on the lot took it for a test drive did whatever last minute deal fell through oh was I crushed i was crushed i did not want cons i did not want to be consoled i wanted car keys (laughs) okay i did not want a prophecy i wanted keys i wanted i wanted i wanted a steering wheel in my hand that was mine and Dr. Price said to me, um, this happened so that God could let you know in this season where you'll be able to sustain this, he will make it happen. But he would rather you not get it than get it and lose it. Well, fine. I mean, what am I supposed to say about that? huh? It was true. It was true, though. And when the season came for me to be able to sustain Actually, my next car after that, uh, let me see, my first car was only like $600. <laughs> hey, that was hard for me to pay off that car well, at that no, time.
2: It was, and it was push and pedal.
3: It was. That little five-speed, I love that little car, little hatchback, yeah. five-speed Ford Vestiva. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that was my starter car. And I hoped it started every time because <laughs> it was like a 1986 and in the, in the early 2000s. <laughs> and, uh, and then we, of course, worked up to the car I have now. And but that word was true because he knew that I didn't even have it in my soul to
2: fight to keep it. And we had a lot of uh, members who jumped out there ahead of God. Yeah. Whose cars were repossessed? Yeah. Their cars went back because they were able to get in it. They Mm -hmm. couldn't keep it. Yeah. You know, and Jesus is a keeping God. He He said that you may keep that which has been entrusted to you. Yeah. So He's about. His decision is about keeping. Yes. Ours is about reaping, and it's a little different.
0: <laughs> a little
2: bit different. Ours is about reaping and, his and about keeping. keeping. It's true. And, but, but when you think about people, we are now in economic crises in the country. Mm, yes, we are. Because people were taught to reap and not to keep. Ooh, it's your harvest time. It's harvest time. You go get it. Snatch it. Get it taken from the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just, but the wicked is smart. That's why you have to get it from them. Say that again. See, because we don't understand wicked doesn't just mean evil. It means wise.
3: Right.
2: Yeah. And we don't think about that. That's why when God talks about wicked, he's not just talking about, um, you know, the occult or anything. He's talking about people who are wise, the children of this what? World are what? In their generation, than the children of light. That's why God trains us with darkness first. You understand? You've got to be taught to, and, and allowed to enter the light.
0: That's
4: true.
2: He trains us with darkness. And so, as far as we're concerned, if they got it, we should have it. Bless God. We God's children. Bless God. We got the Holy Ghost. Bless God. But you know, the Holy Ghost is still in the planet. He's he been in the planet since God said, you know, since Pentecost. And even he was in Israel and the planet in Israel because God's spirit was among them. But many times we want to do what we see. And see, it's that, that, you know, when we came up, they called it monkey see, monkey do. Right. You know, see, imitative is not retention. Oh. See, imitating somebody is not retaining what you get from them. And so we get all caught up in looking like our friends, and we get caught up in, wow, if he got it, she got it. You go to somebody's house. I mean, I can't even tell you how many people say, they come into my house, I want this. They come into my world, I want this because you got it. I, baby, I wanted it and didn't get it. Okay. I can talk about 30 years. I have waited 38 years.
0: Yeah.
2: 38. I know it's 21 here in Tulsa, but I had a little something going on in Jersey.
0: Oh, 38
2: before, huh? years to own my own piece of property. 38 years. Mm-hmm. Kicked out 30 times mm-hmm. for various reasons. I don't like you. People got mad. Folks signed and left me on the dotted line. Okay. All right? Yeah. And, and, and each time I had to make a decision to stay with Jesus Christ. Every time. Because, you know, when you go down, devils come visit. They come in like, you know, they come in like a horde. You know, the Bible said they come in like a flood, and they bombard you. Mm -hmm. If you give up this apostle thing, if you give up the prophet thing, if you give up teaching the Bible, if you stop teaching the King James Version, go and teach somebody's version. I don't know, the the hood version. I'm not sure. But (laughs) if you give up standing for the truth, if you give up, Holiness, if you give up, and every time, it's if you would give up. And if you give up, now who in the world going to tell me to give up Jesus? Jesus certainly is not going to tell me to give up Jesus. No, he's not. And, you know, the Bible said that there are several places in the Old Testament where God said I will step away from you from a while to see if you love me or not. If you'll keep my commandments and I, I will, in other words, I will distance myself from you. And those times when you don't feel God and you have felt him and it was wonderful, all of a sudden he seems gone. Uh, get on your knees and pray because a test is a coming. He's going to test your faith and he, God only tests you because he's about to bless you. And he wants to see if you can keep what he is giving you. And then sometimes he'll give you small versions. He'll give you smaller versions of what you want. Like she talked about the $600 push along. Mm-hmm. That thing was good, though. I'll tell you what. That yes thing it it, And it could respond to a mechanic hand. You yes. know, you can get some cars that they hate mechanics. Okay. And so yeah. <laughs> I'm like, whoo, Jesus. Sure. And so she, but now she's driving, a, a, and her battle to get this late model car was horrendous. And if it wasn't for the master of a prophet.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Because I want you to know that when you've been in a long-term trial, I want you to hear this is very important. When you've been in a long-term trial, it takes a long time for those spirits that administrated that trial for Jesus Christ to depart your life. Mm-hmm. They don't leave right away. They're, they're residents. What do you mean I'm leaving? I, I, no, 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 no. That, that we, are, we are here because it's, they were like, why, why do I want to break in a new body when I got yours? I'm, I don't have to, you know? And so devils don't leave just because you exit this fear of that trial. Mm. They don't leave. They travel with you. You know, they, they're travelers. They're freeloaders. And so um, when you first step out, you feel like God didn't deliver you because the same old thing keeps happening. You're like, But why does it keep happening? It keeps happening because God has to remove those spirits, and they have got to be delegitimized. Because we keep thinking strongholds and spiritual warfare is about um, the devil just being presumptuous. And his efforts may be presumptuous, but like he said to Job, touch his stuff, but don't touch his body. Okay, touch his body, but don't take his life. Satan has parameters. Now, he doesn't tell his children that because, I mean, that's not going to make him look real good, and he's trying to get his children to think that he is the great I am. And so he's not going to tell his children that. He, the Satanists don't know. They only know what they see. They see, they see parlor tricks. They see, you know, demolition and all of that. So they don't know he's limited and that he has to work with the physical realm because he's kicked out of the God realm. So they don't know that God puts, he sets limits, he sets times, he sets everything, and then he turns around and says, okay, y'all, go to it. And he said, I created the waster or the destroyer to destroy. I'm trying to tell you that there are some strongholds and some battles and, uh, and obstacles that you have to face, some of those things were, were legitimized by God because if it's a temptation then it's going to be God can't be tempted with evil. So it has to be something that, that the enemy found in you. One of the things I want you to know about trials and tribulation tests and strongholds, because we're going to talk about the, 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 what it takes to, to be delivered. One of the things you need to know is that the, the, the enemy cannot touch you if God says no. He will hide you. That's what Psalm 91 is there to tell us. He that dwells in the secret place, of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty God says when he is covering you he will put you under his wings he gives angels charge over you and tell them don't let him stumble don't let him thump his so that is how God moves and we have to start learning that because you we spend so much time teaching you about the devil you you didn't want to learn about the devil's boss because
0: uh-huh.
2: see the devil got a boss he's a creature God's creator Jesus is creator. I don't care how much he lies to you about who Jesus is and, and, and he is not this and that. His, Satan is a creature. He started out as Lucifer. He was a cherub. He made himself. Of the, when he fell and lost his powers and his abilities, he lost his glory. He then upgraded himself to a, 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 a god, a fallen god. He created, they said it's something like, and theoretically, and this is just theoretical, so y'all don't get confused, but theoretically, he actually, they had something like 200 or so chief angels or cherubim that fell with him. And then they locked, you know, they fell. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall yep. as lightning from heaven. Jesus, who is incarnate on earth, said, I saw Satan lightning. So God, Jesus knows why he's on the earth. Satan knows why he's on the earth. Humans have no idea why either one of them are here. <laughs> we don't know why. Either one, what y'all? Why are y'all in our world? It's like going in your kid's room when they don't want you in it, and they having a door shut and meeting, and they're there you come as the parent. What you doing here? Forgetting you own the place. Okay, my kids used to say that. What? Are you kidding me? I own this. You should be asking me why you here. Okay, because this is my house. So isn't it true? So. They are both here because the battle that was in Revelation 12 mm-hmm. came to earth. Mm-hmm. And Satan has a ton of movies that tell you the story his way. Right. But in the end, the battle had to come to earth because the prize, they had already gotten prize eternal. That was done. Michael fought. Michael and his angels fought. Satan and his angels, angels fought. And neither was their place found in heaven anymore. And, you know, the, I told you, the, the Bible is the master of understatement. God's like filling the blanks. When I said neither was their place found in heaven anymore, what does that mean? Think about it. You know, you can't get through the Bible in a lifetime if you think about everything God says. You need ten lifetimes because you're like, oh, is that what that meant? Oh. So Michael and his angels fought. Satan and his angels fought. And neither was their place found in heaven anymore. I don't know if that's helping you, but I need you to understand that when he said that, fill in the blank. After Satan and his angels fought, they were kicked out. There was no place. Now, God, is you know, a place we think is like renting an apartment, you know, maybe taking over a city. Place means they were dethroned, decoded. The power that allowed them to occupied, the God realm were taken, Hmm. and they were deformed, which is why the Bible calls them monsters. So you have to read that. I don't care how many translations of Scripture it takes. It still takes the mantle of the apostle and prophet to make it make sense, because they're the ones who received it. So what we receive in our mantle is filled with the text of God. Our mantles are filled with the archives of God, filled with the, the the revelations and disclosures of God. That our mantle is not just some fabric that we throw on. No, no. If you look at it in the spirit, it's a glorious thing, full of all kinds of lights, etc., which is God's network and His system. So when He puts that mantle on us, mm-hmm. which we get when we have become able to keep that which is entrusted to us. Hmm. So we, when he fell, he lost. They lost everything. Why do you think they have? They're, they're downgraded to blood of animal blood and human stuff and stuff from the earth and more. They got to work herbs. We don't work herbs. We work the word.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't work an herb. I eat herbs.
0: <laughs> yeah, I eat herbs. <laughs> I can work it.
2: I cook with herbs. I don't curse and kill with herbs. I don't need an herb to curse or kill. Greater is he that's in me than he that is in the word. What I need is faith, full, unwavering faith in what it means to be born again, born from above, born from the God of creation, born from the God and Father of Jesus Christ. You think about you as a human. You are born from your parents. You don't need permission to be you. As a matter of fact, most of your childhood was them trying to keep you from being the you you want to be. (laughs) Because <laughs> like, you wanted to be a certain kind of you They didn't want you to be a certain kind of you They wanted you to be what you were born in the earth to be We don't need, that's the whole reason why that, that Satan has knocked out the new birth Tell you that you get saved by coming to the altar, sniffing and snotting Crying on the, on the wood and the stone and carrying on, thinking God is going to hear you I want you to understand, that is not salvation There are people who get saved never shed a tear serve God diligently and vigilantly all their lives never said it never all they did was receive that new creature in Christ Jesus once you are born again then you get a new spirit you get a new heart and you get the Holy Ghost it's a three-part installation and God snatches Satan's spirit out of you snatches his heart out of your come on See, you need to recognize See, I take God seriously And and Satan spends all all your days Telling you God's not serious Don't worry about it He's like stuff Don't pay him any attention He makes you irreverent He makes you unbelieving He makes you doubtful And he makes you terrified I don't Don't tell me about my dad You couldn't tell me about my natural father You know you can't tell me about my heavenly father Who made him and you And I remind Satan all the time You have a maker, hit it You have a maker God made you God made you. He, be, he made me, and then he slaughtered me, and then he came back, and he birthed me again. You didn't get the new birth. I'm born again. I'm born to live and occupy the station you forfeited because you thought you could take him out. That's the story Christians need to tell. That's the story the saints need to say over and over again. No, i outrank you. I keep saying it. I outrank you because I am born from above. I am born of the same seed that brought Jesus Christ into the world and the same seed that God only spit out one seed, Jesus. See, we don't, we, everything is about not mentioning Jesus so you know who, cooked, who kicked his behind. Right. See, everything's about don't, you can't mention Jesus. Yeah, you know, honey, honey, humans may be, may be belligerent and arrogant, but devils are scared because it said devils believe and tremble. And tremble. They're scared. The name of Jesus is shaky to them. It's scared. They're afraid because in their minds, uh, that coup that Satan set up, kinda of like the coup they have around the United States, that coup that Satan Satan set up should have worked. It should have won. He should be sitting, he said, I'm gonna make put, put myself above the throne of God. Now that should've worked and it didn't work. Let me get see Oh, Hallelujah, something's gonna happen here. Okay. We got it. just hold on. They'll have it. All, All right. right. Y'all just edit this out, okay?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just cut this out. I want to read this. This is very important, and I need you to hear it. Because, see, I spent this weekend watching some of the most disgusting Christian commentaries on Scripture, the early church, and Jesus Christ I've ever seen. And I realized that this this devil has so infiltrated it. Just like the United States was the last holdout for this communist move. Let me tell you something. We, who still believe in the Bible, are the holdout. We are the problem. We are the problem. We're the problem because this thing should have worked. He should have been sitting where he said. So I'm gonna read you a couple of. Can I read some scripture? Cause I got my own Bible today. I brought it today. I might have you read. You're gonna be smart. I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have answer Angela read. I mean, Prophet Angela, cause she reads like a old theologian. You know. <laughs> she
3: does. <laughs> she, she be like. And God.
0: And God. And
2: God. And God. The so you gotta need that.
0: You
5: know. let you want. You want impact. You know. I want
2: she impact. She has
3: the cadence.
5: But she has the spirit of it, baby.
2: In she got beginning. a cadence and a spirit. In the beginning, God. The, and you know it's in the beginning. You know God it's boy takes you all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> you felt like you were out there when there was nothing the darkness. You you almost can describe the darkness that was on the beat. Cue the music. In the beginning, God. He said. He said. Let there and be. He said, there be. And, and I, had, I want you to know, she and there, said, was there was life. And there was life. There was life. <laughs> Ooh, All the deep register of a voice in the basement. <laughs> yeah. I want you to know. Now, this here, and I've talked to different, um, I've uh, watched different theologians, and they swear that this is, they're uh, implying that this is otherworldly, is errant. Well, of course, it would be to you, because heaven's not talking to you. You're talking from archives on earth. God is talking from his eternal experience. You understand that he didn't bring you into his life. That's why you talk in darkness. All right. So
0: she wants the ring. Okay, I'm gonna hear the ring. Boom. <laughs> 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 Woo! Hit that liberty bell. <laughs>
2: All right. Whew. Well, we had that, that's our first decompression of the day.
0: <laughs>
2: we have several more coming. But Ezekiel 28, if you train prophets and apostles or intercessors, if you train five folders, you need to walk this, what I'm about to read through to the end, and you need to study it word for word because you may have heard a whole lot of things, but I'm going to tell you how this is going. Verse 20. Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus, or Tyre, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sun. Let me see if I can get y'all the translation y'all like. I want to act like y'all. read. we not like that We did, but not as much as we're going to like this one. So I want to talk in language that, you know, so folks can't say, what the? Because, you know, that, I mean, the enemy is so good, he got you all tripping up over Elizabethan language. Now, I I, I, I hate the, the word Bible. I'll shit it though. Anyway, moving on. So I'm going to go here, and I'm going to read from – that's a good question. Okay. I'm going to read – let's see which one. I have the um, – what do I have? What is this? You know. The Tree of Life version, which is pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, I like, um, but I'm going to read from the Bible in basic English, the BBE, and then maybe something else, but the BBE. And so reading at Ezekiel 20, and the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, let your face be turned to Zidon, which was, which is Tyrus, and be a prophet against it and say. I told you God starts everything with a prophet. Everything means everything. These are the words of the Lord. See, I'm against you, O Zion, and I will get glory for myself in you. And they will be certain that I am the Lord when I send my punishments on her, and I will be seen to be holy in her. I I, I, I can't even get with that. You know, I will be seen to be holy. Okay, let me go to something that's a little more <laughs> a
0: little less basic.
2: Well, yeah, that's just too too fundamental. You know, I'm like, but I know how the thing's supposed to read. So we might do the ba- Bible in basic, um, I mean, the literal translation, and then I have the literal standard version. So we're going to try this one. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, Lord. Oh you know, I've got 40 or something of these. Y'all alright are aren't y'all? Yeah. you got to be all right because I'm in charge here right now, and I'm ex- enjoying it.
0: I'm
2: having a blast, you know. Okay, Uh, so we're all back to, um, and I've got to do whatever, but we're going to do uh, 20. And and the word of Yahweh came to me saying, Son of man, set your face towards Sidon. Is that the
5: same one, Ezekiel? 28?
2: Yeah. I'm at the wrong, I don't want to be at 20. 20 is the end. That's why I'm not understanding it. 20 is the end. There you go. 28, 12. So scratch it all. See, we probably shouldn't have had that bell fest. (laughs)
6: Yeah.
2: <laughs> See, that's probably what took us to another place All right that's that, that's, I'm sure that's what we did We had a bell fest and we shouldn't have <laughs> So, okay uh, Here's one that I really do like working with Son of man, start singing this lamentation For the king of Tyra Tell him, this is what the Lord God says You served as my model, my example of complete wisdom and perfect beauty. You used to be in Eden, God's paradise. You wore precious stones for your clothing, ruby, topaz, diamond, beryl, onyx, jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and carbacone. Your your settings, like how you set your ring, your settings were crafted in gold along with your engravings. On the day of your creation, they had been prepared. You were the anointed cherub. Now, what king would we have said was the anointed cherub? One human? Anything. That's what I thought. You were the anointed cherub, having been set in place on the holy mountain of God. You walked in the midst of fiery stones. You were blameless in your behavior from the day you were created until wickedness was discovered in you. Since your vast business dealings filled you with violent intent from top to bottom, you sinned, so I cast you away as, a def- as defiled from the mouth of God. I destroyed you, you violent choke, from the midst of the fire stones. Your heart grew arrogant because of your beauty. You annihilated your own wisdom. I don't know That's awesome. You annihilated your own wisdom because of your splendor. Then I threw you to the ground in the presence of kings, giving them a good look at you. All of your iniquity and unrighteous unrighteous businesses. See that's what look at what we're facing. What's what's coming against us now? Business. See this is this here was in heaven first. Oh um, okay? Um, and so Anyway, by all of your iniquity and unrighteous businesses, you defiled your sanctuaries. So I'm going to bring out fire from within you and burn you to ashes on the earth before the whole watching world. Everyone who knows you throughout all the nations will be appalled at your calamity, and you will no longer exist forever. Now I don't know if that, I don't know about you, but I think that that is probably one of the most standard. Now that is the international standard version of the Bible. I've read this story in every version. I told you I got about 44 of them in my system, and I've read them, and the nuances are worth looking at for you to go. And you all know, I got this I downloaded eSort. If you all don't know, download eSort. I absolutely love the Esort people. They're simple. You know, most of these Bible things they're so complicated. You hit search, you hit a whole other part of the thing. You, I mean, I just like the, I just bless these sort people. Just, they just give you Bible. You want Bible, they're just giving you Bible. So you all need to go if sort, download it, and you can download Bibles, commentaries, everything. And they just give you what you ask for. Sometimes you, they, they give you too much. I don't need all of that. I'm trying to get homework done. I don't want to weed through your issues.
0: On that. <laughs>
2: but isn't that irritating? You go to the and you got, then you got to pop up. You got to click off this. You you only you you're holding on. Okay, you holding on to a thought for a moment. You only got a minute because that thought wants to go. Okay, and then they got, hey, join us for salsa. No. Hey, you feel like, you know, you feel like somebody's accosting you in the mall. You know, somebody, you know how they run up with the spray, and then they run up with the food, and then they run up with the salt and you know that's the idea they use, and so you can't get to your homework, because that's why I don't use those online ones. You can't even get to your homework, Okay. I just want, I'm just saying, you know.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
2: And how about you forgot what you were looking for? By the time you kept saying no, you're like, what am I looking for? So now you got to I got to write down where I'm going because I'm not able to get, because there's a journal in there. I'm not able to get, you know, stampeded f- by stupid things that don't matter. They forgot that they supposed to serve us. Now they went from serving us to selling us but you know I'm just gonna keep saying it because somebody got to be saying how it (laughs) goes because you know they think we don't know they do they think they really think we don't know let me see I'm gonna get this one right because I have to get it right the right way so you all uh, let's see oh if we were in um, a, a, a round table or something like that, when you think discussing what I just read would be important, because I, you can actually could see they keep telling us the Bible is dated, but businesses are still trying to storm and destroy humanity. They have started back then, and they haven't changed. His businesses are still doing the same thing. Let's see. okay. Isaiah 14. Now this is interesting. Bear in mind, bear in mind, starting on the twelfth verse, um, bear in mind that um, bear in mind what I just read to you from Ezekiel. keep it in mind because this is important, All right? Okay, so you, and you all who are online, just, hey, today we, we we're going to trek some Bible. This is Bible study. We're trekking through the Bible. All right. Isaiah fourteen twelve. Now, remember what we read. He was on the mountain of God. He had businesses on God's mountain. He had sanctuaries on God's mountain. And he was a cherub. He was the anointed cherub on God's mountain. And he, that's where he, his business starts. He set up his enterprises there. For those of you who swear that church shouldn't be in business,
0: <laughs>
2: see, businesses aren't dirty. Business people can be.
0: Yeah.
2: Business is just a mechanism for taking one person's talent and supplying it to another person for a reward or remuneration. That's all business is. Business is just a talent to product, talent to service exchange. That's all. We made it deep. Now take obviously we can see how it got deep. Okay? So Isaiah 1412, how art thou fault oh let me go back to the flip flip so y'all can feel at home. All right. <clears throat> Again to the International Standard Version. How you have fallen from heaven, day star. Isn't that something? Because you know Jesus has taken his spot. Yes. How you have fallen from heaven, day star, son of the dawn. Now, day star, day, uh, in, in other translations, it's Venus. Yeah. Okay, just for you to know, write that in your book. That So how you have fallen from heaven. So if day star means Venus, this can't apply to a human being son of the dawn, how you have been thrown down to earth, you who laid low the nations. Now, this people figure it's one nation, but before all our nations fell, and before we find him swimming in the swamp, when God says, let there be, this is the world he, he operated. It's important that you get that. It says, so who laid low the nations. You said in your heart, I'll ascend to heaven, Above the stars of God, I'll erect my throne. I'll sit on the mount of assembly in the far reaches of the north. I'll, I'll ascend above the tops of the cloud. I'll make myself like the most high. But you are brought down to join the dead to the far reaches of the pit. Those who see you will stare at you. They will wonder about you. Is this the man who made the earth tremble? who made kingdoms quake, who made the world like a desert desert who's destroyed its cities, who would not open the jails for his prisoners, all the kings of the nations lie in state, each in his own tomb. But you are cast away from your grave like a repulsive branch. Your clothing is slain, those pierced by the sword, those who go down to the pit like the dead, like a dead body trampled underfoot. You will not be united with them in burial, for you have destroyed your land. You have slain your people. People will never mention the descendants of those who practice evil again. Prepare a massacre for his sons because of the guilt of their forefathers. They are not to rise and inherit the earth and cover the surface of the world with cities. I will rise up against them, declares the Lord. Of the heavenly armies, or the Lord of Hosts, and I will eliminate from Babylon her name and survivors, her offspring and descendants. Declares the Lord, I'm going to make it a possession of the hedgehog. Talking about Babylon, pools of water, and I'll sweep it with the broom of destruction. Declares God. Now, if He was already on the mountain, why is He? Why does this campaign happen? Why is He hatching this idea? What is it that happened? What happened is Ezekiel 28 recognizes him as the anointed cherub and Lucifer. This here, he's now been downgraded, and he's downgraded, and he's trying to get back home. He's trying to get back to his original stature. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So he's trying to get – because he's lost. He, I mean, he took his he, – he, he lost the battle, which we're ready to read about. So – And when you think about it, well, what does Babylon have anything to do with it? Zechariah 5, I believe, talked about the the basket of wickedness that Zechariah saw capped with a lead top and sent to Babylon, which we know is today what? Iraq? Yesterday, today, and forever. See, that speaks differently to you now. And so we know Babylon in the Bible because at that time, the name Iraq hadn't come forward. Okay, it means a lot now. So as much as they keep telling us the Bible is outdated and it doesn't have anything, I'm sorry, what you have is poor teachers, poor illuminators. I'm just saying. So in Ezekiel, we see a couple of things. In Ezekiel, we see him pure in heaven, pure in God's realm with all of the things that he's done. God has, he said, he's still in him the sum of wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And and it's so interesting because there is a piece in there that I really like when it says, when it says there now, you're going to appreciate this because this is something we can relate to. Ezekiel 28.3 says that this particular king, one of these kings, will wiser it in Daniel. Now, what is that saying? daniels We don't even hear about Daniel's wisdom. But clearly, God did something very brilliant with his word. And you know what he did? He scattered it. For the righteous to reassemble it and to and to decipher it yeah because that's why you hear a little bit about daniel over here you hear a little bit about so-and-so over here and you're like but these two connect because he expected us to connect the dots and make the connections by the holy ghost so you know when they say, well well he contradicts himself here no he doesn't no i've found it but then you don't know how to read it so so God is telling this, God is here's the cipher, this is a cipher, it's a code, and it's a code for the righteous, it's a code for the angels, but it is also meant to be flat and single-dimensional for the wicked, for the dark, for the unenlightened. So God expects us to pick up on cues that say like, uh, as we say in, uh, uh, we see King of Tyre, that's the, that's the flat, single-dimensional part. He's a human being. He's just a guy. I mean, there's nothing powerful about him. You realize that there is no power on the planet that's not empowered by a spiritual being. Right. Not one. But see, we the righteous, we the chosen, we know that. We know that you can rise. You got to rise and fall on them principalities, on those types, because uh, those kings do it. That's why the higher you get, the closer you get to God's invisible agents because the, 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 Think about it. Job's mandate came to Satan. And before it came to Satan, Job was great because he was the almighty servant, not because he was born special. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know she can't even ring it hard. She's still like, I'm meditating. This is a meditative Mm ring. So you don't make it high. When you look at people who fall, you all are looking at all of these people who are turning from God and who've fallen, or you're looking at who rose. You have to figure out what deity took them up wow. because you don't rise without it. They said the, I mean, what did he say in Daniel? That the, that the earth may know, that mortals may know, depending on your translation, that the kingdom of God rules over the kingdom of men, and he gives it to whom he will. And we forget that God has, God's world predates this. We did not exist when God had all of this going on. There was no earth. You know it wasn't in the earth because we're not talking to the thing in the swamp.
0: Because
2: when we meet Satan in Genesis 1, he's a swamp thing. He and his horde are in the earth, and it doesn't even said the earth was what? Without form, it was void, and without which means there was nothing in it of substance. Everything about it was spiritual. So when he says the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the earth, there was an earth that predates this one, precedes this one. And so we want to tell people that they're wrong when they say, well, it was a, a hundred million, billion, di- uh, whether it was that old or not. We need to know that that whole teaching of the of seven-day earth, that is errant. It may be comfortable. It may be popular. It may be profitable. But it's errant. Can I say that? It's errant because there was an earth. He just said that. I cast you down. Because Satan ruled the earth, which is why he had to get it back from Adam. But see, you have to be trusted with the cipher and the decoder. I decipher by understanding, you know, line upon line upon line, precept upon precept, hear a little. There a little, we connect the old from the new no, the old testament captures the entire experience of the Almighty as much as we need it for earth. The New Testament enlightens it because now the Holy Ghost is breaking the seal. The Holy Ghost is decoding. And he's decoding through the offspring of the Godhead. Well. Are y'all still loving on me? Because y'all got to love me. I'm still sitting here. <laughs> so, but, and the point that that's why I can teach, let me see. If this Genesis, you know, I've got too many things. Yeah, Genesis. Now, listen, because this is important the way this is written. Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. So where's the beginning? We don't know. And the earth was without form and void. And I want you to see, it says empty, useless, ineffective, and invalid. The only thing it didn't say was insubstantial. So the earth was without void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So the waters covered the earth. The spirits that God destroyed are in the water, but they're not annihilated. They're not annihilated because he's getting ready to use them again.
3: Okay. This is why he chose to flood the earth as a reset. You got it. So when he created and everything, so in essence, he drained the water back into the planet underground and he drowned and set Mm -hmm. the set the barriers and everything through creation Mm -hmm. and then just release that
2: again for the blood because he had to get those spirits out of those bodies because what they were doing to the human uh, genome was really horrible so he had eight people that he saved eight people that he kept the fallen angels from perverting and one still got through. Mhm. Exactly.
0: <laughs>
2: okay. Now, why was that important? Because they had entered the human genome and they were reproducing themselves. So when you read Genesis 6, it says giants were upon the earth, the offspring of that that uh met, what do you call it? reproduction of the fallen angels and fallen angels and what? And humans produced those giants, half devil, half human. Mm-hmm. We can do it? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so it's important that you recognize what God did. So when when, when the earth existed, so for us to keep, to science, Christian people just keep saying the earth is not, is only seven, thousand years. Oh, it's errant. First of all, you do the math. It's not doesn't add up. And I'm not a good mathematician. <laughs> and I could do that. You know me. I'm, I'm the wordsmith. Okay? So, the mathematician is not, not so much me. But I want you to hear me. So, there was an earth when Satan existed as Lucifer in heaven. And he had business interests and enterprises from Heaven to earth. I just wanted to sink in, because see, a lot of you all, you are in churches where they won't let you do business. You can't fulfill your purpose. You can't do anything because business is not of God. The devil is a liar. Jesus said to his in his parable of the the uh, miner, he said, "Do business till I come." Occupy till I come. So do business and work for the business you do.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> Diplomacy and embassies and all of that, when you look at the word, they said they sent a delegation, they sent a group of people. That word, original word is ambassage, yeah. for they sent a, either we can call it a legation, we can call it a a, a, a an embassy, but they sent a group of people chosen after this king because they did not want him to rule over them. In other words, you'll go and become king, but we're stealing your enterprises. This is something that dates all the way back to what we just read in Ezekiel twenty. So you can, and when people start talking to me about we can't, no, 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 don't tell me that. Read your Bible. You stop from Cliff Notes. Read the whole book of God, you know? Don't be reading, don't talk to me about your little last six sermons that you liked that made you dance around the church. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. That means absolutely nothing to me. you going to sit there, I'm sitting there, I've been living and eating and sleeping and drinking this thing from 1985 to now, and you just got in here last month? Okay. Okay. Can't even get you, you can't even do Sunday school. You mad at Sunday school. Like, why I gotta do Sunday school? You need Sunday school because you need to go to school on Sunday. (laughs) Okay, it's not hard. (laughs) And so we have heard this one over and over again. But when we hear it from the perspective of how... God wrote it, and from the perspective that it's not the church, you know, it's unfortunate that everything that we're hearing about theology, the majority of it is about as if the church existed in Genesis 1. The church was not around in Genesis 1. The church was not around with the prophets. The church was not around with Moses. We did not come out of Egypt with Moses and Israel. We did not come out of the promised land, Come into the promised land. And we teach it like that so people think that the church is supreme because that's what the Catholic church did. It made the church God itself. Oh now, how are you going to get all them people to act like they got good sense when God himself said, I have problems? <laughs> Didn't he say it? He said, "Okay, well, we just got through reading it. You know, God is an enviable being. You people gonna envy him. People gonna to want to be him. People gonna to want to kill him, okay. and all of that happened Now, Revelation twelve. I'm reading it from the same translation, um, and you can read all the others. I love reading them all, but I know the one that's talking from sovereign to sovereign, and that is the King James version. All right a spectacular sign appeared in the heaven, a woman dressed with the sun who had the moon under her feet and a victor's crown of 12 stars on her head. So they think that that is considered to be Israel. She's dressed with the sun, which means the glory. sun speaks to glory, but also speaks to energy and power that we don't ever discuss. But when we get into our our chemistry and get into our science and all of that, we can look at that and had the moon under her feet. That's really important. She's standing on the moon. Because I told you, moon relates to females. She was pregnant and was crying out from her labor pains, the agony of giving birth. Then another sign appeared in the sky, a huge red dragon with seven heads, ten horns, and seven royal crowns on its head. The tail, now here's what's interesting. This is important. Revelation twelve four the tail its tail swept away one third of the stars in the sky and knocked them down to earth. Why is that interesting? Because if you read one of the prophets, and I, I I have to find out which one. It says that the the head is the king, the tail is the prophet. So by his words he seduced people to fall away from their native land from their uh, creation. Uh Uh He prophesied them out of their place. Uh So, but but, but they don't have prophecy in heaven. Yes, they did. I just read it. Uh I will exalt my throne above the... That's a prophecy. Uh I will be like the most high. I will, I will. He's prophesying. Uh And he's prophesying to those who have an ear to hear him. Uh In sugar pie, Jesus. He's prophesying. God prophesied in Ezekiel 28, but Lucifer is prophesying in Isaiah 14.
0: I'm
2: going to get my place back. I'm going to get back up on that mountain. I'm not going to stay down here. See, that's why I get mad at Christian television. I'm like, but you know what, Christian? I'm like, we are so earthbound, we are useless to the Holy Ghost. They used to say, we well, are so heavenly minded that no. you know, uh, no, 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 we have never been heavenly minded. We've been afterlife minded. That's very different. <laughs> See, afterlife m- minded is something totally, totally different than being heavenly minded. Because heavenly minded knows what God's experience has been with his creation. So it says his tail swept away one third of the stars in the sky and knocked them down to earth then the dragon stood in front now so first he gets his hordes. he snatches them and he has his hoard. now he's ready to face off with what she's about to deliver then the dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that it could devour her child when it was born now why does the dragon know this woman and why does he immediately see her pregnancy, because she's clearly pregnant by Almighty God, her pregnancy is a threat to him. So if I kill this baby, then I don't have to worry about my kingdom being disrupted. My kingdom will stand. The last thing he wants is Jesus in the world. Now, this is the heavenly version. We get to the Gospels, and we see the earthly version. Same thing: Rama crying for her children, trying to kill him, trying to kill Jesus, because he knows Jesus is the rightful owner of creation. In fact, Jesus owns him. Mm. Um, Revelation 12:5, she gave birth to a son, a boy who was to rule all the nations with an iron scepter. This little squishy Jesus that these people are talking about. I ain't- oh,
0: no. He
2: got a nerf scepter. You just keeps squeezing
0: it.
2: A nerf scepter. And in that scepter, they got a Jesus with no. He, he's a lion with no teeth and claws. He's a lamb with no horns. He's a king with no rod. I know. Isn't that something? Because even. See, you have to understand that when Jesus gave the powerful of the wheat and the tares, he was talking about all of Satan's generals. All of his offspring. All of them that passed down from those angels. He said wheat and tares. We didn't make it up. It's in the Bible. He said, and the tares are what? The sons of the wicked one and sons reproduce. When we, when God talked about from henceforth after the Holy Ghost, he talked about marrying a Christian woman and marrying a Christian man and staying in your faith, it wasn't about how we pray. He was not at the least bit worried about how we pray. The Holy Ghost is going to lead us to pray, okay? He wasn't concerned about how we pray. He wasn't concerned about How we worship, he wasn't considering our worship forms and rituals. What God was concerned about is passing on Satan's genome. Reproducing children for darkness. Mm -hmm. That was his concern. And you not realizing, because you can't read the gene codes. But God knows the DNA. He knows what his DNA looks like versus the DNA of those who are born from Abraham, who are the future children of faith. She gave birth to a son, a boy, who was to rule all the nations with an iron scepter, but her child was snatched away and taken to God and to his throne. That's Jesus. Israel didn't go to God and his throne. That's why When they say, well, this is just strictly about Israel, I think it's about both. Mm -hmm. Israel is still on the planet. Mm -hmm. He did not go to. All right? Then the woman fled into the wilderness where a place had been prepared for her by God so that she might be taken care of for 1,260 days. Now, Revelation 12, 7, uh, this version says Satan thrown down to earth. If he was on earth, then what, what was thrown down to earth? And if this was all about earth, then why is he not where they are? Wow. So twelve seven. then, now it's really interesting. Look at the sequence. Once Christianity happened and God was able to do it but as far as him dramatizing what he's doing, but not long after, war broke out. Now war had never been in heaven, so far as we know. I'm sure that they had a lot of turbulence once iniquity was found in that church. Uh How did they find it? Except it showed itself. Mm -hmm. And it altered the course and the culture and the consciousness of creation until the war. And probably forever. So this is important because when you see here, then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back. But it was not strong enough, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. So it said, but it was not strong enough. Wait a minute. What do you mean it? What was it strong enough? His combined army, his military forces. So when you look at place, which I think is important, it says that he lost his spot in heaven. Literally, he lost his spot in space. I'm just looking at the words. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you they do it well if you do your homework. G5117, but limited by occupancy. He could not occupy his space, his place in space. Falling stars. <laughs> okay. So his position was gone, his home was gone, the, his, the conditions, his, listen to that, conditions ceased to be favorable to him. He had no longer access to it. I love this. His opportunity, all of the opportunities that he had to destroy them was over. God cut it off. And then it says, specifically, um, license or place of plane, his, his room, his quarter, rock, coast. So everything that he had unrestricted, unlimited access to, God confines him. So he's limited to all of these things by occupancy, where God set him to occupy. And he, that means all of the wealth, all of the power, all of the glory, all of the energy, all of the ideas, everything that made him useful to God in Ezekiel 20, 8, that we just read he's deprived of he's deprived of so and now I'm gonna finish this and then I want to share it. Is this okay it's got to be okay because I'm almost done
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so so there was no longer any place for them in heaven and we think no longer any place for them in sky and not realm <laughs> so i would ha- I would put in parentheses next to that the god realm because he's no longer anywhere near as powerful as he was, and so here we have twelve nine the huge dragon was hurled down that ancient now listen that ancient see here I need you to read with me and stay with me. On this point, because he's there saying something. He had long since stopped being Lucifer. Uh
0: Uh
2: In this entire drama, they're calling him ancient. He's ancient in their world. So that means it took some time Uh for us to get to the war breaking out in heaven. And you have to read uh, all of the other snatches of revelation and truth to get it. But the, the, the huge dragon was hurled down. That ancient serpent called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world, was hurled down to earth. Somebody hear what I just said? The deceiver of the whole world was hurled down to the earth. The, see, listen, the deceiver of the whole world. What world? If he's coming to earth, it can't be ours. So that means that deception ruled in God's realm. See, we act as if all of this here is new to God. This is not not new to God. This is God saying, hey, we fixed it. It's on y'all. Because he's come down. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall from heaven. Look at this. He says, the deceiver of the whole world was hurled down to earth along with its angels. Not the one-third, the martial angels, his military force. <laughs> Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, now is the salvation, the power, the kingdom of our God, and the authority of his Messiah have come. That's the part I wanted. King James says Christ. Jesus Christ was Messiah in heaven, which is why he could only be named Christ on earth.
0: Jesus. You know, I have to shut
2: up sometimes in my own (laughs) self. I got to say, hmm. So, because when he said, when he said, when the angel told her this is his name, he just said Jesus Christ came because Messiah was in the world, was in the conversation. Consciousness and communication of humanity long before Mary conceived. Mm-hmm. So Satan knows Jesus is his king.
0: Yeah.
2: That is his problem.
0: Yeah.
2: Devil's running out of nowhere. We know you, Jesus, thou son of the most high God. They gave away the whole thing. Jesus is like, shut up. Okay? They gave away the scheme. This is a plan, they were supposed to be quiet. And so
0: <laughs> Like this is supposed to be a
2: secret mission. I'm incognito. I'm undercover. Don't you see me in this flesh? <laughs> I'm supposed to be undercover. I look like I look like one of them. Why are you treating me differently, stop? And it said Jesus told him. He said, we know it's you. And wait a minute. They said, you can't cast us out because our time is not yet.
0: <laughs> Here's another
2: planet we get ready to cast out. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: Here's another one. What are you doing here? You know good and well. You cannot cast us out now. We, gotta, we, got, we got time. Okay? And then Satan's going to take him up on the mountain and say, guess what? If you bow down and worship, because he thinks the downgrading of the mortal flesh makes him less than the king and the creator that made him. He's got his, because, you know, he's got his wise cross. And so he thinks, well, yeah, he's got dead
0: <laughs>
2: See, you didn't know it could be this interesting to learn the Lord. So Revelation 12, 10 says, now the salvation, the power, the kingdom of our God, and the authority of his Christ, of Messiah, have come. For the one who accuses our brethren, brothers, who accuses them day and night in the presence of our God, has been thrown out. Okay, so the accuser of the brethren was not us. It was the spiritual sedentary, of God's world, see you won't fight for earth if you think that god's world was just you know he God just but well, he's just God just because well he just God okay
0: I'm
2: like he just i mean that's all he's just God that's it he don't have he don't even get it you know, so he's saying the accuser. Their brethren, whatever that world was, because you know in heaven they neither marry nor given in marriage, so gender is not that important to them. Appearance and functionality is gender. They don't they don't marry. They don't give given marriage. The you know, which kills LGBTQ Christians. I'm I'm just saying. It's like the thing that the thing that defines you is useless in the afterlife right <laughs> I'm
0: gonna
2: drink some water I'm gonna get a sip. y'all still hanging with me out there So it says who accuses our brethren accuses them day and night has been thrown out so in heaven. We look up the word, we say accusing, that means they just tell and cattle. But you see what they're doing to us as Christians, what they're doing to the Republicans? This he did in God's realm. That's why he's so good at it. That's why God said, don't give him a place. He said, don't give him a place, because what he does with a place is take nations and take generations. So, when, when we were talking about early Christianity in the countries and every country had it, and, you know, and then all of a sudden they, they came up with why can't we use this, why can't we say this word, why can't, because God is saying you need to watch, again, be wise as serpents and harmless as the We need to do serpent classes because he worked this thing and he's God's creator. I mean, he's created by God. He's in the creator's world in his realm. He is handling his business. God let him do all of that. And he said, our brothers conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they did not cling to their lives even in the face of death. Now, here's where it gets cute. They use blood, and it says, well, and that's got to be earthly, right? I mean, they're saying blood, right? You're not biting much. I'm
0: not.
2: <laughs> You're not even trying it's to bite. I just said So here's the challenge that I will lay at your feet today. The Bible says that Jesus took his blood to heaven. What did he take as blood? Because that's what was shed. So he had to take something that was equivalent to what they shed in God's world. If you all were in the studio right now and looked at their eyes, <laughs> you all should have been in the studio right now because they're staring at me like bug eyes. what is <laughs> it? It's the life. He calls it life, energy. Anything life is energy, isn't it? Electricity. But for Jesus Christ, it's not just electricity. It is all Every neuron, every proton, everything that makes life outside of flesh. The corpus- the, listen, think about it. The corpuscles and all of the, mater- the uh, physical material left on the cross, left in the ground. He rises from the dead. What did he scoop up? Did he come back to the cross and scoop it up? Mm-hmm. Or did his new body have a new life force? And what he collected was the power or the energy that causes your blood to keep you alive. I've said this before, and I guess you can, like by now, this is probably old hat, but if you spin blood long enough, it, it, it what? It turns to light. It sheds off. It strips itself from all of the mortality, all of the energy, the things that cause it to die. So the blood has the spirit, uh, the, the, the blood keeps your soul alive. His soul is what went to hell. Yes, few mm-hmm. people don't know that. That's why they keep thinking they're not going. Oh. Wow. <laughs> like, well, God ain't gonna send. <laughs> you know. God's a good God. He's a loving Father. He's not gonna send people to hell. Yes, he is if you don't repent. Mm. Why? Because he cannot let Satan back in heaven in the form of your being. Yeah. They don't have a place. So he's always trying to seduce saints to get them back in God's faith. God is like, no, no, no. And he says, so the blood of the lamb, because creation wasn't just about earth. And that's why, I mean, the cross wasn't just about earth. Creation wasn't just about earth. The cross was not just about earth. The crucifixion was not just about earth. Y'all following with me? Because the Bible said that Jesus' blood brought all things together which are in heaven and on earth. So this thing was a heavenly problem before it became an earthly one. Twelve eleven, 11 our brothers conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, for they did not cling to their lives even in the face of death. So you mean to tell me death was in heaven, yeah, because death is spiritual, so your body goes back to the dust, but this is telling us that the 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 reason your body goes back to the dust is because your soul has died, so death began in God's world, hell began in God's world, hell was created for what? the devil and his angels hes he's telling the story while we're walking around and you got these kind of you know. Flesh drunk preachers talking about Talking about death Talking about well you know God's not going to send people to hell But where is hell? Hell predates earth Huh isn't that nice to know So beings were Gone to hell before earth ever Existed and before God ever said Let there be earth let there be light. There, was, earth was spherical. There was no, they had no none of that stuff. That's why God had to tell the water to move and and all of that kind of stuff. They were locked in that magnetic core. They couldn't get out until God said, "Let there be light," and let the light separate the darkness, and then let and then let there and then well let there. So when you think about it, all of these people who are lying to you, I don't care all these Buddhistic religions, how much you get to do it all over again, do you think God created a whole security force that's going to help you nirvana yourself till you get it right? (laughs) I just want to know. Because people, see, when you are not filled with the Holy Ghost, you you think single dimensionally. You think unenlightened. So you think, you, you're thinking on, you know, five senses plus one, maybe. Maybe plus one. We get seven senses. We have to think on all seven senses because we are not sixth sense being. That's the whole purpose of the Holy Ghost. You get your seventh sense, your new creation spirit. That's been, I have this in my book, Eternity Generals. I talk about the sixth and seventh sense and the Prophet's Dictionary. So if you have the Prophet's Dictionary, you can go and look it up. But I need you to understand that everything, you know, we think think single-dimensionally because we're television, print, we're single-dimensionally educated, so we are single-dimensionally minded. So, for example, when people talk about God, they think about God as this little guy out there nowhere who created this entire thing and it turned out bad, and he can't handle it. Not that all of this happened to him in his world and that he has a realm. He has realms of worlds and worlds of realms. He said multiply thousands, take care of him. He got the dark realm, he got the light realm, he's got the low realm, he got the realm of just spirits, he got the realm of spiritual hosts. He tells you I got kings and, and principalities and powers. He tells you he has a ranking order. He says that. Doesn't he say it? So but we still thinking that it's all about God. Let me tell you something. Our world mirrors his. Obviously, in a very greatly degraded way. But it mirrors his structure. Y'all didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. So we have we have rulers. They have, he has rulers, and they all started. Where did he get an army from? Michael and his angels fought. If he's just alone, how did he get a military? And what kind of fighting? What that must have been. We and it's not just in Revelation 12. How many of you know? It's also in Daniel. Gabriel and Michael are fighting. Why are they fighting dark hosts? Why are they fighting spiritual hosts? Because they rule this. So if we put the wrong seed in a power. We are right now breeding that that seed, uh, genealogy, that seed family, that seeds progenitor. But, see, we, thought, we, we just kept y'all in evangelism, so you just feel like God's just going to save everybody, man. No, he's not. He could have done that in the beginning. He could have left Satan in heaven with him if he was going to save everybody. So we just all this? Okay, we just Okay, he just said, okay, well, listen, run amok, and I'm just going to forgive y'all all. And no, he can't, because to us, forgiveness is a word. To God, forgiveness is a condition. So when God forgives you, he changes your condition. He changes your state of existence. When we forgive, we just say, sorry, Lord. Lord, forgive us. I forgive you. That's why he said if you don't forgive from your heart, because when you forgive from your heart, you change the condition of a relationship. You change the state of existence. You you, you actually release them from the, the duty of guilt and condemnation. See, guilt and condemnation are dutiful spirits. They are powerful. See, we, to us, spirits are just Casper the friendly ghost. To God, spirits are just a different type of eternal sin. I used to like Casper till I found out that he was a devil. Yes, no, 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 no,
5: no. I said,
2: oh, he's a
3: devil.
2: I was like, not nah, Casper.
3: <laughs>
2: but you know, Satan used cute and funny and warm and cuddly to get you. Because he knows those can be easily maneuvered and easily uh, diverted to whatever he wants. So when God tells you to forgive from your heart, he's not saying, say, I'm sorry, or I'm going to let you go, I'm gonna, or I am not going to force you to pay me back. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, I need you to change that person's e- existence because the offense mutated them in some way. offense damaged them. Defense wounded them because they wounded you. Defense offense." Created what courts spiritual judgment and condemnation. So if you forgive them, then the angels attending their lives and the angels attending your life don't have to go after them. It's a different kind of thing. Oh, help me, Lord. So here we go. So we said, be glad who have. Okay. So he said, who did not in the face of death. These people were not dying on earth. There was nobody on earth to die unless they were dying under Lucifer's earth. So he said, 1212, so be glad, heavens, and those who live in them, how terrible it is for the earth and for the sea because the devil has come down to you filled with rage knowing he has his time is short. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. So God sent them that God. You know, we're going to talk to the Holy Ghost about this. You send him down to us, why you send him down to us? Because by now, the church, the new creation is born, and they outrank him. They have power to restrain him if they want to, which is what he said to the apostles. Whatever sins you retain to retain, whatever sins you remit or remit it. Okay? So he's saying, I, I, I just really, sometimes I like to look at this in different ways because you have got to see, It said, but when he had thanked, when he had, honey, when they realized, wait, hold on, he's come down to us, woe to the earth. I don't know why people keep telling me how wonderful it really is. It's it's wonderful because the Prince of Peace is here helping us out. Otherwise, you look at these other nations where Jesus is not Lord, is not recognized. It's horrible. And so if we, another. Um, but here we go. Be glad for this reason, heavens and those who live in them, how horrible it is for the earth. Okay. This is the good work, God's Word version. How horrible it is for the earth. Like how, it, 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 I mean, come on, without God. And the sea, because the devil has come down to them with fierce anger, knowing that he has little time left. Verse twelve, thirteen. When the serpent saw that it had been thrown to, to down to earth, it persecuted the woman who had given birth to the boy. That, that would be Israel being persecuted, and that would be Earth, um, uh, the church being persecuted. The woman was given two wings of a large eagle, an eagle, in earth order to fly away from the snake. So look, he's got three manifestations: serpent, four, actually devil. Dragon, snake. Do you see that? All reptilian. Okay, serpent, dragon, devil, which is his personification, devil and snake. So she could be taken care of for a time, times and a half time. The snake's mouth poured out a river of water behind the water uh, behind the woman in order to sweep her away. Now when you think water, remember water is what? The word. Water is the word. So he's flushing us today with wicked words, evil words. The, the media is his view. Entertainment is his view. Arts, his view. Education is his view. The earth helped the woman by opening its mouth and swallowing the river which had poured out of the serpent's mouth. Now, we're coming to the end. The serpent became angry with the woman, so it went away to fight with her children.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's the, generations. the one. Now, look at who, who, who? Come on, look at what's being called the children. The ones who keep God's command and hold on to the testimony of Jesus. So there are religions that keep his command and don't believe in Jesus. There are those who believe in Jesus and do not care about the Old Testament command. So you see, but we need two in order to be identified as God's child. Are you okay? I'm just, you know, I I really want you all to understand what this is all about. Because, see, you'll mess over your faith. You'll mess over your salvation because you are caught up with it being just a religion. We are not a religion. We are the redeemed nation of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are the elect of God. We are the offspring of the Godhead. We were born before the world was. We were in Christ before the world was. See, I need you to get that in your spirit. I need you to say it. I need you to identify it and stop identifying as Christians, not Christians only. Christian is what they know, and it's going to take us a couple of decades for us to become the elect of God again. So we're gonna use what we know, but we're gonna operate on. We gotta use what they know. We're gonna operate on what we know. So we'll use what they know. You know, us as Christians, and long as you don't wanna have a discussion about it, we're all right. Just don't bring it up. We'll be okay just I, You take us at face value, I take us at face value. But if you start talking about how dare you be a Christian and what kind of Christian, and the Christians are this and that, I want you to go back down. You talk about a church in Because see, what the, who, who named us Christians, who picked this up, that was church folk. That was the pre-Christ bishops and the pre-Christ religion. The devils regrouped. Oh,
0: okay.
2: And now we have to regroup.
0: My
2: God. So you have to study these passages. I um I, I absolutely love studying them because I think that in the in the end if we can get the saints to stop thinking about well that's not who I am and that's not what I want and uh, mm now here's what I'm going to go back to um I just love when he says that let's get back to I- I'm finishing up. But I need you to hear this. I want to make sure I got it right. Huh? What What are they saying? (laughs) She said, "I'm not okay." This is meat. Wow. Huh? And it's and the truth is, it's meat. It's meat. It's hefty because we've been eating chopped beef and cloned
4: meat.
2: Because you all realize how much of the food today is cloned, from cloned animals. And you should study that. A lot of the food today is cloned, especially when they have the no frills and the no can, and we don't even want to, to put a neighbor on it, and we don't, come on. Okay? But, Well, you know, when you look at it, there's, I mean, and that doesn't make it bad or good, you know, right now, I'm not making a judgment call about that, but that's what the church has been eating. We've been eating clone meat, clones of scripture, clones of what Jesus did, clones of what the Bible said. That's why people keep writing you all these books, lifting out blocks and blocks of scripture, putting them in a book, making you think you read your word for the day. it's a storybook and I mean and the man said you know so many of the guys. one of the guys what is the living Bible said but I wrote it for my kids yeah it reads that way but then you talk about a lot of kitty kids invited Christ who find that easy reading I need easy reading but this is not meant to be read this is really a cipher and it's a cipher to bring you into God's world I think it's amazing that God confined himself to these pages and no matter how much they perverted and shrinked, he's still the Almighty. You know why it works? It doesn't just work because it's the Bible. It works because of the Holy. The Holy Ghost is its author. The Holy Spirit is how the Bible makes sense. Do we have any more comments?
3: Sure. great. I've been
5: reduced to single
3: statement answers. Thinking about this. Revelation. Oh, yes, let's see. A lot of, uh, that's good, Apostle. Um, hey, Thomas Jarber, what's going on? He's live in a living color. Genetically modified, yes. Um, come on, Apostle. Yes, it's, it's the Amen Flatline Choir, uh, choir over here.
2: <laughs> Amen. I like the flatliners. Powerful. They clone me. It's clone. Like like we said, well, no, we get the meat of the word, but is it a clone? Or an imitation machine. Okay. I'm like, yes, potted meat, you know, that potted meat. So we are the ap- apocalyptic elect sovereigns, and we have warfare. The reason we have spiritual warfare is in Revelation. I don't mean, understand why we, I don't understand why it's been hard since I got saved. You just got, uh-uh. Your salvation showed you how hard you didn't know it
0: was.
2: (laughs) Well, at least I had a car and I had, but you got, but obviously something wasn't getting it done because you turned around and you got saved. So we have spiritual warfare, which is why Ephesians tell us that we wrestle not, and it gives you God's hierarchy. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities and powers and Build your host of wickedness in the high place. You are, so we are supposed to wrestle because the offspring of the Godhead, which is us, the children of God, we're supposed to push back on the darkness because he upgraded us to his status, to his station, to his stature. We sit in heavenly places. We're the ones that know. You realize that the world don't have a clue? The world does not have a clue about how wicked this is and that wickedness isn't righteousness. Because they're taught wickedness is righteousness So we do We look at spiritual warfare So that's. So you must first Bind the strong man And we've been trying to do warfare Spiritual warfare without first Binding the strong man Well what is the strong man? Jesus said to us that until we bind the strong man, their goods are, are in peace. They don't, move, they don't have to leave as long as they don't have somebody with the power, might, and stature of, of God's elect telling them you've got to go. We're sitting here, we have an audience, pray, Lord, just please hear us, blah, blah, blah. God told me, bind the strong man. And the strong man are these principalities. We start by binding the principalities. And then we go from binding the principality to neutralizing their power and nullifying the contract they have with death on the earth. We must do that. And then once we get to the point that we, have bind, we bind the principality, we neutralize their powers, we nullify their contract, then we're, we're ready to el- literally cast out the spirit. See, so if you don't cast out the spirit that's operating from the host of wickedness in heavenly places, you can scream all day long. So we have to, but there is an order. Everything about God is an order. It's a hierarchical order. So then we, we turn around and we, we I bind the spirit up. I, or I cast out the spirit up. Jesus cast out the spirit. But he let you know you saw him cast out the spirit. You didn't recognize he had already bound up the strong man. Wow. He's telling you what he does. He said, I first, if you're going to have an intercessory squad, then these be a squad. your highest prayer warriors have got to be the ones that bind up the principality. You must first bind, and then you can evacuate. You can evict them. But first you, because see, they are not always in building. Principalities are not always in people. They're in the institution. They're the strongholds and the infrastructure of the institution. Mm -hmm. Now, they have high angels that are lining up with with their high powers that they use. That first stratum of humans, and that starts with kings and all of those kinds of things. I, I, I won't be able to get into it. We'll pick this up next, next time. But you need to understand, we are down here trying to cast out, and they have more principal, more spirits to send in than you can cast out. So once you spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places, they you, you have to get them out of the high places because this thing has a hierarchy coming on down. So when you start looking at Dealing with a president, you've got to deal with that prince. You've got to neutralize that contract, that covenant, that prince has with that mortal. Makes sense. I mean, truly, does it make sense? See, because we start with, well, I just bind you, Satan. No, 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 Satan is, is like the dark side, the downgraded dark side of the Messiah. He has a whole kingdom. We just saw that anointed church. He's got all of these powers that he has he set up in institutions. That's why he said looking at the world, he told Jesus i give you all this. And Jesus is like, I own all of you, all of your world, and then all of the world. But I'm not going to worship you. What kind of creator you think I am that I'm going to bow down and worship you? I'm the creator and I'm gonna, you think I lost my identity. You think I don't remember how we got here. So when you start doing that, you have to, I mean, because that's one of the things that I, uh, because I'm going to do some training in my own organization, but you've got to come after that principality. Because that's the sovereign. And it's considered to be the, the supreme realm of darkness. So, and he puts his children in those principality states, just like Jesus does. So you sitting there talking about? Well, I just we just gonna let God do. You let God do it. But trust me, the more you let, the more you don't come after what this. This stronghold is doing and this strong man is maneuvering, the more you can kiss your future goodbye. Nobody cares about your kids in the future. You can see they don't care about your kids. And so you're talking about, I just want to stay home with my family. Well, in a minute, you won't have a home to stay in with your family. And they don't care about your kids. And they're turning your kids against you for a reason. So you need to recognize, you need to get up off of that 35-year-old, 25-year-old doctrine and deal with God's presence so you can survive in his future. Because the world you knew is no more. It will never be again. The church you knew is no more. Why do you think the man is closing them down? Well, no, that's COVID. No, the man. COVID is an instrument. Come on.
0: Come on
2: it it's not even a medium. It's an instrument. That's what we're seeing when we when we get all these things: Fauci lie, email lie. All of this. That's it's a political tool to use something that they know works every time, and that's fear. fear. Because the opposite of faith is fear. Because those with faith, don't we, uh-uh, we, I don't deal with the fear mongers. No, that's not happening. You're not coming here not, here. not here. Not here. So I need you to recognize we have got to first bind the strong man. Well, you can't even bind the, the strong man until you know <clears throat> what it is. You've got to identify the source of bondage and captivity. You don't even know what it is. What is the strong man? Somebody who lifts weights? Or is it somebody who ha- but you have to figure out? Or somebody?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: this, this doesn't make you strong. What makes you strong is your ability to neutralize opposition and adversary. What you neutralize is what makes you strong. What you stop, what you halt, what you prevent. That is why the church failed this God. Because it stopped being a strong man. It stopped neutralizing. It stopped nullifying. Almost done. So here we talk about how to intervene as a spiritual sovereign. See, first of all, patrolling. Not patronizing, not pacifying, patrolling. We have to patrol the supernatural realm. We have to constantly, and you notice that it's not patrolling in the fields. Did anybody notice the helicopter is flying where? With the high towers, with the businesses. I can teach forever on the business piece because I'm telling you, we sure enough had let that go. So are you ready for apocalyptic sovereignty? We are going to learn how to be sovereign. We are going to be the sovereign offspring of the Godhead. And it's going to take us a while. I don't care if it takes me 10, 20 years. When I'm gone, my team will carry it on. We are not going to make this man's blood sacrifice be in vain. He's the man that gave his hold. I God up. I'm I'm going to go. Can you imagine? I'm Jesus Christ. I'm making humans, okay? And now I'm traveling to earth and and living for nine months in a womb I made, and I have to trust the breast that I am nursing from to keep me going. And then I'm going to go there, and I'm going to let, what I, I really am going to let all of them that, that I created, I'm going to let them, I created, I'm going to be tied up and nailed down with my creation, and I'm going to let you kill me. And then when I do that, the secret, the last step of the plan comes out. The mystery is that I will rise from the dead, I will ascend on high, I will pour my blood out for creation, all of creation, to be healed, to be saved, and then after that I'm going to send my spirit to abide in the planet. And I did all of that 2,000 years ago, and today your kids don't know me. And your kids are walking around looking like, Priest of demons. So when you look at um, spiritual, supernal intelligences, truths, underpinning all life. For the world was made by him, and yet the world did not know him. Intervening. This is important. Intercepting negotiated transactions, eliminate, regulate virility. Virility means the constant, like virus, the constant virility of sin, energy, navigational tactics, imposed operational norms or nomadic. And believe me, nomadic is a word. Don't y'all just love it. Lastly, so how are we doing this? Your prayer act. First of all, let's get solid. Where do you stand with God? Where do you stand with God? Remember, we said stature, status, station, standing. Stature, status, station, standing. Stature, status, station, standing. standing. Those have to be resolved because not just anybody, you know, A a sovereign can have a million children, but not all of them are qualified to sit on the throne. Not all of them are monarchical ready. So, where your prayer must land, and see, we got it. This is your compass. We're going to find our axis and our prayer compass. We're going to talk about that, and then um, and and understand it. Because so Matthew twelve twenty nine says, or else how can one enter a strong man's house and spoil his goods except he first bind the strong man? and then he will spoil his goods. Mark 3.27, no man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he will first bind the strong man. Then he will spoil his house. Luke, when a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. We're in the Luke thing. We've already, we've already done the Mark thing. Our houses have been spoiled. We've already done the master thing. The goods are spoiled. We're at Luke, the palace, because we are the royal priesthood of Jesus Christ. Our churches were supposed to be God's palaces, not just temples, but palace, temple, sanctuary, palace, temple, sanctuary. And yet we turned it over to another God. So getting there from here, let's look at some of the things that we can look at here. Strong men. This is important. First. Discern and recognize. Then you identify your strong, your captivity man. We want to come in and just say, "I just bind you and cast you out." But some of the, the, see, we have got to stop thinking that because devils are are eternal, and heaven is eternal, they're stupid, and that we're smarter than them. We're late. That's why they can run their games on us. You know, God will run you and rule you, and you were like, "God, did you? What Jesus?" Did you, what did Jeremiah You deceived me. Because they're doing what they do. They're running their systems. They're running their organizations. Why? Because they set up the systems that are ruling us regardless of what kind of technological form we take or invent. They don't care about our inventions. God is like, I'm trying to get you all to invent I can get to the end of this thing. Go invent some more stuff. Way back in time. Satan has tried his best to emulate or reproduce God's human, and he has yet to master it. Well, I think I kind of got it out. I think I did. Y'all think I got it out? This is what God is working on, and we don't understand it. We are going to learn how to work on spiritual issues we're going to cultivate prayer intelligence. We're going to be able to access and tap in the mind of the Lord on what we're praying for, all right? And we don't have to do his thinking for him. God's a thinker all by himself. We're going to talk about cooperative wisdom, how to press into the spirit realm, how prayer works, insights, modes, and methods, and then learning rules and rudiments. God has rules for prayer. There's some prayers he's not going to answer. He talked to me about something that happened. It really broke my heart. And I said, But God, I was gonna pray he said, but and then he brought up John's words. He said, There is prayer leading to sin. Uh, and I did not say you should pray for it. We pray for the evangelicals tell you that everybody's supposed to make it happen. Well, team, we have fun. <laughs> y'all look like y'all drowning, but this uh, maybe I just should keep this to the prophets in the future and just kinda of have a quiet, closed prophet training. Yeah. Um, no, we
0: we have
3: she said, we have to process. We keep trying to tell you. You didn't just sling out some exhortation.
0: I. Right?
3: We just have to. If you want to learn more about prayer and intercession, you can also go to ppmglobalresources.com in the online store and just key in prayer in the search. And you can also download prayer. These people like teach, please. Now, you have to teach this. There's so much error and and so much missing information, gaps and holes in this thing that these are bringing answers to uh, why people are failing in prayer. I'm a prayer warrior. Why is my kid sick? And it's like you're not a prayer warrior. You're just loud. (laughs) And now finding out why or why not so ppmglobalresources.com is the online store and you can just key in the search prayer intercession and that will pull up audios and downloadables for you to put in your library to help you break this down play over and over again read it over and over again because this is fantastic but we have more resources that you can
2: buy turns up have a question we're going to just go a little bit over because I have a trick question. Does anybody want to handle a trick question? Okay. You know what I like about you? going to make it in Yada because you're going to say yes no matter what. baby. you have a clue. No answer. <laughs> we have often said, and of course I agree, but in the interest of arming you and equipping you, my question is this. How do you know this is truth, and how? What factors are you using to separate it and distinguish it from error? That is our, okay. Who's going to be first? Did you want to be first? You? I'll share. Oh, she will share. Thank you. Data. You you did say you had some, you were ready.
1: Uh, is it safe to say that um, the Holy Spirit is how you are understanding the Bible, and the Holy Spirit also helps us to understand it was true, and when you hear the truth, you know the truth. I think it's uh, just when you're called to the truth, Mm -hmm. that we know it's the truth, and we're able to see it in Scripture as well because you do give the layout in Scripture, um, and we're able to follow along with the scripture and even do our own research as well.
2: All right. Who's next? Johnita, I'm so glad because I was going to call you. (laughs) You were going to be next, even if you didn't feel like being next. Okay.
5: (laughs) um,
6: Yeah, so definitely we must recognize that this is truth because it is scripture-based. One of the things that you absolutely do is take us back to before the garden. And so, I think a lot of the truth and a lot of the a lot of the truths are found before the garden, and a lot of the errors that we hear today start at the garden because currently we're um, learning from at the garden um, from the garden of even then man's mind from that point but what you do is actually take us back to before the garden to heaven and start laying out what actually happened and let us know but God already experiences this this experience started in heaven and now we're seeing how it's playing out on earth and so if that does not bear witness, uh, within your very self, like N'Gata said, if you do not have the Holy Ghost, yes, it would be very confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but if you have the Holy Ghost, it will start piecing together the puzzle where, in, in places where your mind has wondered what has happened um, and there has been gaps and voids because of the false teaching. So I believe the, um, that it's because you actually take a back and then
2: bring it forward. Okay, who's next? Oh, Mary online has something to say read me but we need that mic so people can hear Mary Uh-oh. Mary
3: on Facebook said your fruit uh, so a way that, that you mm-hmm. can measure this is your fruit and, and you have been around long enough for even your fruit to come to maturity to find out I believe what you talked about at the top of the show the difference between mimicking and imitation versus actual conversion
2: immaturity. excellent excellent oh apostle sally i saw your hand too but we're going to first hear from um um tina because i knew you weren't going to let it slide that's not your way <laughs>
5: hey.
2: okay um on the
5: um i was particularly interested in and the yes yes on yes. um, first the discerning um uh, era of uh, having been baptized with the Holy Ghost and Him bringing things um, to your mind, but you also have to have enough of the Word of God in you for Him to bring some things up to you. It, uh, it would appear, otherwise, you kind of be foreign and you wouldn't know what to do with it. You spend most of your time uh, studying, and if you're in the middle of intercession and He's saying, "Now wait a minute." you want to pray for this and intercede on that with this person, but this is on the table in their life. They've got iniquitous patterns Mm -hmm. when they're into this and that. And what you're doing and saying is not going to move this.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay,
5: some other things have to be dealt with. So in recognizing the principality, I think would be um, important because that requires a better study of the Word of God to know what principalities were actually identified. Even though He says, "I'm going to give you power over over all the power of the enemy to you know tread mm-hmm. serpents, scorpions, etc." You need to know what they are, and so you need to study to show yourself approved. But you could also um, kind of look around you, and is the principality AIDS? Is it the COVID virus? Is it the flu? Mm-hmm. Is it uh, financial lack? Uh, uh, unforgiveness uh, and etc and so you have to be able to identify it otherwise you're just talking and praying amiss probably to yourself because it sounds nice mm-hmm. <laughs> and even though you're praying in the Holy Ghost you I don't know what you're doing you'd maybe doing something for somebody in China but yeah particular person that you think you're talking for and interceding with uh, you're not and so um, that's one of the ways you have to do your captiv uh, find your, uh, captivity, uh, strong man. Mm-hmm. And case in point, I have a niece that uh, had a brain aneurysm just yesterday and, uh, they had to transport her from one hospital to the next by helicopter and they wanted me to proceed. And I'm thinking, Oh, I know about the history of the family, da 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 da. So I say, well, let me t- pull out Dr. Price's Pentecost prayer. And so I just sent it to as many family members. I said, I just need you to be, uh, to, to just play this. Mm-hmm. Okay. But as I was uh, doing my own intercession and the Holy spirit was speaking to me, he's asking like, you know, we got this, this, that, and the other. He says, like, yeah, this needs to be purified. That needs to be taken care of for me to just back up death and mm-hmm. cause life and to secure this situation because if I bring her back and make her back, Put her back, mm-hmm. and, and, and I know it's a tragic situation. She probably got four kids and just had one 30 days ago. God help her. Yes, and so it's, um and I would be grabbing out for her because my first sister passed, right? Mm-hmm. So it's part of the situation. But in, in the meantime, the identification of going through the process of how we've learned in the past—just pray, push back, da 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 da. It has a greater depth, and I believe the higher the seat you sit in the more responsibility you carry to
2: push something through, mm-hmm. okay?
5: So that's-
2: and the more latitude you have to, to do it. So here's what I'm going to do, and the, the, uh, I just need you to tell me, how was she doing? We, we, we Don't we want to know?
5: <laughs>
2: I'd like to know.
5: Well, this today, when I was preparing to get here, Deb um, got pushed back yesterday. Thank God. But he was showing me he had come back today. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, what is he doing standing there? So, of course, I was playing something else, getting dressed. And he says, no, put Dr. Price back on, and I want you to press back in. Mm -hmm. And so I did that, and he pushed back. But I've got to find out why does he keep coming back? Mm -hmm. What is giving him the right to do that? Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's pretty much what.
2: what. Well, we just ask God to have mercy. You know, when you don't know what to say, have mercy. And ask God to have mercy on her life and those four children. His best is not that those children not have a family, etc. Now, this young lady, she she got a lot of mess on the line, you know, a lot of mess on the line. But there is some children that she gave birth to that God wants to have a safe home and environment. And because of that, we're calling for mercy. And we're asking God to give her her mind back, however way he thinks is fit. We ask her to give her a mind back. I canceled the assignment because this is a generation thing. Somebody else in your family had this. This came down the line, And so I'm asking God to have mercy, cause it to exempt her from righteous judgment and to give her another chance at life to get it right. And I do. I cancel and nullify the death assignment on her life. And I'm asking God to give her life. And I don't know how old she is, but God says he's going to give her 30 years. And at the end of that time, it's over. By that time, we got the kids gone. There's two kids that she has that God wants. And sometimes we think God cares about the parent and whatever, but there are destiny children in our, in our homes, in our family trees that we are to take care of. And there are two children that God wants from her Life, and he doesn't want them to go through a ridiculous hardship because it would break their spirit too much. And in breaking their spirit, they would be more difficult to get into his service. So whatever those two children are, I don't know who they are. I don't know how they came, but they're two children that he wants. And also, you are to pray that this doesn't travel any further down the family tree. Because sometimes the enemy will use just something that's simple, because he sees the seed of Christ. Remember, he knows what God's kid, God's people are. We don't know, but he knows what the seed of Christ and the spirit of Christ looks like. Does that make sense to you?
5: Yeah. From my sister's side, they have a different type of thing going on, and brain aneurysm apparently has happened before the family. has happened before in the family, and uh, she still would be my first uh, born great niece, mm-hmm. good niece, not great. She's mm-hmm. had great nieces for me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but my understanding is that in her other grandmothers, her, uh, on her mother's side, their the family should, you know, if it wasn't for the mercy of God, it would be like Cora. The earth just opens up and swallows everybody up. I'm just saying. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, God, i take it <laughs> Oh, my Lord. <laughs> God bless you. The oh, ground just opened up like
4: Well, I got caught up in that. Let me go back to your question. Let's see here. Okay. Uh, I was thinking as you were talking about this, how other people might not ever – have heard of this before and the ways that you broke down these scriptures and but i look at it as that especially as apostles as you said we have been trusted with the cipher and the decoding and all of that so i look at it as we have to think differently like you said we have to do more homework we have to take the word and just don't just use one sentence that everybody's been used to throwing out there and just eating on that saying that's it but look at the whole scripture the whole chapter everything that is in there, and begin to understand what God is really saying. You have broken this down today in places that I think we all were so quiet because we wanted you to stop and let us read and just wait 30 minutes and eat on that. (laughs) So now it means we need to go back and do what you tell us every Sunday. And you're going to stop it for 30 minutes. Stop it for 30 minutes. (laughs) And meditate on it and get the whole rest of what we may have lost in a second because we wanted to ask a question so I mean I can see that this is something that we need to start doing more often you're imparted into us and you've done that by going on Facebook live and all the other state uh, social medias to be able to let people know there's more than what we have ever imagined mm-hmm. in this word yeah. and God is ready for us to chew on it and get it and get the rest of it I wake up all the time and i say God, I spent 60 years and I didn't know any of this and thought I knew all of this. So, <laughs> so it's a, it's a uh, blessing to hear the wisdom that's being imparted to us and the opportunity for us to understand you've got to take hold of what God is saying and now do something with it. Don't just take all these scriptures and just lay them to the curb and say, that's a chapter I don't want to deal with. Every single chapter that you're bringing out has significance. So again, the key word was homework, go do your homework after you finish a session like this and re uh, discuss it and meditate on it, write down your questions, things like that. That's
2: true. That's so good. It's good counsel. Uh, Prophet Angela.
1: Yes, ma'am. You asked us um, how do we know that this is truth, and certainly I do concur with those that mentioned the scripture. You do need to know scripture <laughs> to be able to follow with what you're opening up, but also truth has effectuations and actuations and activations and motivations and various things whereby we recognize it you know i'm thinking about when jesus said in the scripture uh, why do you not understand my speech Mm -hmm. even because you cannot hear my word and one of the things about truth when, when we engage truth When someone is walking us through the word at this degree that it unlocks and opens that component within the word which is the spirit of truth is that it begins to actually have various effects and actuations on our personhood and on our beings so you know when the apostle john's talking about knowing the spirit of truth from the spirit of error Um, when you look at how a word is impacting and moving upon you is one of the ways that you can identify whether you're dealing with the spirit of truth or whether you're dealing with the spirit of error. Error does not um, affect certain things, move you towards God in particular ways. Error does not bring you to certain uh, degrees of self-examination. Error does not um, go in and do particular kinds of surgical uh, works and elements upon your soul, but truth does, and truth begins to also open and unlock and create opportunities. There are mercies and, and things that come when the spirit of truth is in operation upon you as you hear it, as someone is unlocking the word. And lastly, I'll just say, I'll think about the disciples when they're walking with Jesus on the road to Emmaus, and they. Scripture takes the time Mm -hmm. to acknowledge their statement Mm -hmm. that they said did not hearts burn as he opened up the word, right? So there has to be some significance to that effectuation that they were acknowledging as an outcome of what was unfolding as Christ opened the word and that they knew they were encountering truth or that it was one of the signifiers by which Mm -hmm. they were engaging
2: truth absolutely wonderful well definitely we want to hear from the woman who has broken the seal on before the garden
0: <clears throat>
2: chief prophet Paula price I know that you have I mean you've been handling this for a few years now so I know you have some very profound uh, additions to add sure. to I, um, I think
7: I'm just gonna say something very simple actually that truth that um, you know testifies to itself. I mean, that's what happens when something is truth. It, when it is not just true, because facts can be true, um, but truth is establishes a foundation for something. It takes you back to the foundation. What other things are hinged upon or standing on. So when you've reached a line of truth, you know, it takes you back to what everything else has been resting on and it testifies back to itself. So, okay, so you don't really want to believe the Bible, but you said things in your message today that are evident around us. And it makes the things that are evident around us all of a sudden connect, Mm -hmm. make sense. That's what I mean. It's a verifier, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, truth brings such verity to what we see and how we live. And so we see it evidence that it maybe couldn't explain it, didn't understand it, didn't know how to correlate it, um, make sense of why certain things are happening, and it answers questions.
0: Mm-hmm.
7: You know, it's it's interesting how, how Jesus said um, the truth will make you free or set, depending on mm-hmm. which, you know, uh, reference. but. I think that's interesting that he would say that, because truth settles, settles it for you. Mm-hmm. It settles matters, and it takes all of the or questions that you have, and it brings a settlement to the answers. And the answer is not just single-dimensional, it's cohesive. Mm-hmm. And you begin to see it everywhere. You begin yeah. to see its relevance mm-hmm. everywhere. You begin to see its connection everywhere. Again, it's testimony everywhere, which is what I love about David saying that about the law, about God's word from the beginning. It's a testimony. Creation is going to testify. Mm-hmm. You know, your life is going to testify. The things that you experience will testify that God is truth mm-hmm. and his word is true. And I think that when we look at it from that perspective, it becomes, you know, obvious. Mm-hmm. I don't know how truth does that, but it does make, you know, things just obvious. Yeah. You it know, does. and you can all of a sudden, you're like, well, that, uh, now we've been looking at that for, but that's, the, that's what makes you free. Because,
2: mm-hmm. like you said in the sermon, it frees you from the lie. Yeah. It does. Thank you so much. Our final remarks will come from the apostle of the future. For the future, is
0: not. Isn't
2: it, though? Yeah. It you is
3: you? Upon us. I'm trying to think of things I wasn't going to say that were already said. But I remember when I met you, I didn't understand a word you were saying as far as comprehending it. Mm-hmm. But I knew it was God. You knew. I just knew. I would not even filled with the Holy Spirit. Right. Mm-hmm which is why I didn't know what you were (laughs) saying, but But I knew it was the Lord. I thought, I can find everything she said in scripture, not extrapolated, not like strung together into saying something that it wasn't really saying. I I was 21 years old, and I thought, this is what I've been looking for. And we were in a tiny hotel room. No frills, thrills, or sound system. It was, what, one microphone and the karaoke machines kind of thing. And all the reasons that people would say are a sign that it's not God. Yeah. Because we measure by aesthetics. We measure by uh, dollar signs and uh, people in the seats as a first measurement of whether something is God or not. But everything with the Lord, when you said years ago, but God starts everything small. Mm-hmm. Everything big starts small. People start small. Yeah. I mean, and and uh, and so I I just knew I was like because I was searching, I couldn't even put words except for more. I just need more out of church. That's all I had at that time. And when I heard more, I knew I heard it. Mm-hmm. Even though I was like, people say, "Well, what did she preach on?" Okay. I have no idea. She's <laughs> saying eternity in the now. That's all I got. Talking about this God, Melchizedek. Who is Melchizedek? I was raised in church my whole life. Who is Melchizedek? And so you were saying all kinds of things I had never heard. But the spirit of truth really did testify. And the spirit of Jesus Christ was in what you said. And we do know our shepherd. You know the great shepherd. You know when he is speaking. And if you are a child of the truth, you will be drawn to the truth and those who are in these massive churches where these leaders are so off mm-hmm. those are people who are off they're off and they like being off they like being off they like being comfortable in their flesh in their carnality yes yeah. and are happy that they found a gospel that caters to their carnality mm-hmm. especially wow. now with social media and how easy it is to find the truth oh my gosh
2: i mean unless you want to just be lost yeah. you know i mean because some people that's what they want from God I don't want God to get on my nerves you know but I want God to to literally say to me okay you're you're only human I don't expect much from you and I'm going to do it and people expect God to do the heavy lifting they expect God to pour the word in their mouth I can't even tell you how many people said they laid down and saw oil coming in their mouth I said you should have found that you should, I mean, you really should have I mean, exercise some binding, something there. Um, but I want to say this to you. You're going to have people to say, I don't believe in the Bible, because they think the Bible is how truth comes. No, the Bible corroborates. It verifies. Truth came, grace and truth, grace and truth, grace and peace. The truth came by Jesus Christ, who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Hear me, because John fourteen six is probably one of the most powerful ways to know truth, because it tells you something about truth. And you know what it tells you? That truth is a being. Yeah. It's not a thing. Mm-hmm. So, and that being, it's that being's job to verify and to impress upon you this is truth. It's a being. Now, if it's a being, then all, you have to ascribe to it all of the attributes of a personality all the attributes, all of the character, demeanor. See, that is why you have to know that that we would grow in the knowledge of the Son of God, because you have to grow in the knowledge of a person, because you did not know I was truth until you heard it, but you also observed things about my character. You observed things that reminded you of what you had learned about your Savior. We don't teach enough about Jesus. We just teach that he was, you know, he fed 5,000 and you know he, you know he's a good restaurant to hop in on, and you know he heals some people, can cast out somebody. He's the EMT, the heal and whatnot. But you have to know him as he is, because when you do, just like my daughter will tell you all day long, and those who've been with me very closely, they'll tell you what's not me. You'll say Dr. Price says so and so, and they'll say no, she didn't. No, she didn't no that's, you won't hear her say that in no lifetime. They know it. Or I said so and so, my daughter will say, that sounds just like you. actually say, Dr. Price, I feel like I heard you. What is that? That's understanding the essence and substance as well as the context of people's, of, of people's entire being. You've got to know how, how God sounds. And that's why he gave us the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is to show us what Jesus is like, what he thinks like, how he thinks, what he feels, what he doesn't like. And he will let people, you know, God is very cool. You know he said? He who is unholy, let him stay unholy. He who is holy, let him stay holy. He who is defiled, let him stay defiled. He who wants to be pure, let him stay pure. In other words, God is not here to force people to want him. As a matter of fact, ideally, he will not force you because he's like, I already lived this. So I'm not going to live this again through you. And see, that's something we don't teach people about God. I'm not living sin again through you. I'm not living rebellion. I'm not living theft. theft I'm not living the death of my citizens. I'm not living the perversion of my wealth. I'm not doing that again. I did it once. I fixed it. And if I had a word to say to you all who are Christians today, and you who are filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to understand it doesn't matter what your preacher says. It doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what anyone says. Whatever does not line up with God's own personal defense system, filtering system, resistance to, op- to his opposition, his heart, his habit, and his determination to preserve and to keep and to safeguard. So you have to understand that it's more than your religion. God could care less about your religion. Your religion doesn't mean a thing to God, because that's what Satan introduced in his realm, religion. Because before they were religion, they were a nation. That's why God is big on nations. So he introduced religion to subvert this man's kingdom, to subvert his realm. So you can listen to your pastor who says that you're not going, that, that God will not send you to hell, and I will give you this phrase. Read Acts chapter 2, 32 to 36 or 34, and he will tell you he sent Jesus to hell, who had not sinned. But because sin was on him, he lost the faculties and the facility to go back into God's realm. For that, he needed to be born again. So do not listen to the lie. Because many of you are going to stand there and tell me, well, I'm going to stand there and say, Peter's gate. Peter doesn't have a gate. (laughs) Peter's gate is not the judgment seat. We're going to stand at the judgment seat of the man who made us. And Jesus is thoroughly familiar with two things that we don't give him credit for being familiar with, and that's sin and that is truth. We don't think he's familiar with sin, yet the man was killed with sin on him. And then he was sent to the place where sin originates and abides. And he had to earn the right to get out. So, and I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but I'm telling you, you are dancing with your salvation, and the Holy Ghost is telling me, don't you believe that lie? You went to your preacher, you got false counsel, but the counsel felt so, so good that you thought, wow, that's what I thought, because it didn't require anything of you but that you would be seduced, nothing but that you would subject yourself to the lie. So I give you the word of the Holy Ghost today, you will go to hell for what you consider right now. You will go to hell. So you need to back off that plan because that plan is sent by the enemy to take you out. You are one who has an amazing voice. You sing beautifully. But you also have a charisma where you, from a kid, you have drawn people in. Your magnetism is unbelievable because you can do that. But you're being courted by sin. You're being courted by hell. And I'm telling you, don't you say God didn't answer because you said, I don't know what to do. I'm not really sure. If God doesn't say so. so. I am saying it in his stead. I am a supp- substitute of the Almighty, and I'm telling you, don't buy the lie. You're about to put your name on a dotted line. I see the contract before you. I see your hand. You're about to sign off on sin, and I promise you, you're going to get to It's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly for you. It will be ugly for your children. It will be ugly for your family, but I'm going to tell you something, and you're going to go on and believe, but God will say, well, I mean, after all, God knows that I didn't mean it. You mean it now because I'm telling you. And I'm telling you by the Holy Ghost. Whether you are watching today or whether you are going to listen to this days or months or years from now, I'm telling you, God cannot bring you back into his world literally composed and constituted of Satan. That's why he cast them out. He will not bring back into his world that which he cast out. So you need to repent because he said he delights in repentance. Just repent, let God know, but you need to step away from the sin. So whoever you are, you mean a lot to the Almighty, but don't think you mean so much that you can't do without you. Jesus. Amen. Well, I guess you know by now This time to go. We are leaving. We have had some after shows that we didn't announce. Hallelujah. But, you know, we have a Rachel who will cut it all down for us, and we'll all understand what's what, who's who, where's where. She said, no, we're not doing that, now. Okay, but a producer say we're not,
0: you
2: know, we're not. The producer tells me we're not doing that. Show and after show. Show and after show. We'll just say show and after show. I love you dearly. I don't usually. I mean, when God gets on me like that, this is like a final warning. I don't know who you are, but you are about to sign a contract that's going to take you away from the Lord Jesus Christ, and you think He's going to chase you, and He's not. You have no idea what it's like when He starts packing up and moving out of your life. It is a horrible, horrible feeling. And you need to know that he starts packing up, all of a sudden you feel cold. All of a sudden you feel alone. All of a sudden you feel isolated. All of a sudden those wonderful mornings you had, waking up to his voice are gone. All of a sudden at night you're terrified. All of a sudden nobody, you don't want anything to do with this church. You don't want anything to do with his people. You don't want to be in their presence. And you feel good about it. You feel free from Christ until you realize that you got freed from Christ, that you were made drenched in captivity. And I want you to know, God is serious about this. Don't make that mistake because you will not come back from it. You won't because you think you're choosing your freedom, and God is like, but you're choosing to switch God. And one thing about in the God realm, they don't mess with each other's territory. I know you don't know that, but they don't. Now, they will collude. You have them. They may step in and out. But they don't mess with That is why when you go and decide you're going to do drugs and then all of a sudden you want to get out, you can't get Jesus to listen.
0: Because
2: you have to prove to him that he should supersede your decision. Because, see, he didn't supersede Adam. You can get all caught up in alcoholism. You get caught up in the wrong relationship and the wrong marriage, and you just say, well, God will fix it. No, he won't because you don't understand how they operate in the God realm, and in the God realm, they don't do what you think. They operate on their own authority, their own license and latitude, and they operate on their own will for their possessions. Whoever you are, you can let me know. You can respond to me on social media, but I'm telling you, Whoever you are, you are about to make a no-come-back mistake. And sometimes God won't bring you back for a long time, and then you're almost on your deathbed. At that point, you're like, you're just coming back just to get in. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow.
2: God bless you, see. So Listen to this again and again. Share it with some people. And for those of you who say this is very deep and complex, sit down, slow it down, play it, stop it, look up the scriptures, let God speak, start it again. This the reason that I don't soften it and I don't lighten it is because we have recording. Recording means you can listen to this for 90 days. So I don't have to hold back because of my present audience, but I can pour it all out for my total audience. Love you. See you at the Congregation of the Mighty on Sunday where God stands. So we see. God bless you.
0: you all right. Y'all all right? Mm-hmm. 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 Uh-huh. Matches. I don't like you to smile